Boy, this week's going to be a breath of fresh air because we finally get to talk about a film. 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 See, you can't say that without, like, your nose in the air. Film. Film. Um, yeah. So we're going to be not talking about uh, a mid-ass new release movie. <laughs> finally. Finally. So we're actually going to be talking about a movie we ended up really enjoying, which, yeah. if you're looking at the title of this, it's The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Yes. It's really, whenever I look at it, I'm like, is it Zizou? Is yeah. It, like, I try, but it's like, pronounce Zizou. the two S's like a Z. Just yeah. Zizou. Yeah. So, which is, it makes it so much easier, mm-hmm. but. I know, like, that's like the full title, but like, whenever I heard people talk about it, it was just The Life Aquatic. Oh, You know, okay. like, I yeah. didn't know it had the subtitle until I bought the Criterion. Right. We actually, this was my first Criterion we ever opened and mm-hmm. watched. I have, Very like, true. I'm looking over, like, like, ten close to 15 maybe i might end up buying some more when barnes and noble does their sale because i think that's coming up in july or august oh okay nice it happens either three or four times a year i can't remember but that's Mm. when they like quote unquote like all the prices are 20 dollars even though like if you look up most of these during the year they're around that price anyway like a few dollars above that i think a lot of people use it as like a good opportunity to get like those massive box sets Oh, for like okay. half off. Yeah. But even so, like I was kind of like fucking around and looking at Criterion's and mm. there's like a Bruce Lee one. Okay. Which has um, a good bit of his movies, like probably some of his more popular ones. Mm-hmm. It was like 75 bucks mm. for probably like four to five movies in there. And I feel oh. like that's like what it would be with the sale. Right. Because the normal MSRP was like 150 Right. So it's, hmm. it's just like an excuse to, you know, yeah. do like a, almost a like dumb. a Black Friday type yeah. thing, you know. So... This is uh, episode... Oh, hold on. I'm on the spot. I think it's episode 12. 12. Don't quote me on it. Are you sure? Are we going... I'm going to go with 12. We're going with 12. I won't even check. We'll go with 12. Not that we number these (laughs) anyway. I only number them for like my organization on the the laptop. Mm -hmm. But this is Haven't Seen That One. Episode 12. Like you said, we're talking about The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, Mm -hmm. which um, actually came out a long time ago. I believe... Hold on. I'm going to gonna check quick i believe it's 2004 this came out oh wow um nope can't find it right. oh yeah 2004 nice. i was gonna say i can't find it right away i'm just <laughs> gonna forget about it but yeah 2004 i oh, believe yeah. it was like in terms of like wes anderson's more like well-known stuff it was like his second oh okay. i think royal tenenbaums was the first one that was like oh one mm-hmm. i believe so he's he's definitely been in the industry for a long time and yeah, of guess. course he's done other stuff that right aren't as mainstream but like in terms of like the ones that people recognize the names of you mm-hmm. know so and he's got his new one coming out this year oh yeah what? the the I french forget. dispatch oh yeah right? the Fr- yeah the french dispatch well, that'll be fun i mean yeah. remember like the cast list I oh yeah, off? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's gonna be incredible so we're gonna get to our movie review at the end of this podcast before that we're gonna be talking about a tv show again Woo. it's been like a month and a half ish yeah it's something been a like minute. that yeah uh but we're gonna be talking about the first episode of loki mm-hmm. we watched that uh, we you'll find watch out that. you'll find out our thoughts on that i wasn't super looking forward to it i know you Me were neither you were despising it i did not want to uh, watch it i ended up having a lot of fun with it and maybe you did too maybe so and before that we'll talk about the news and before that how was your week oh my week was pretty all right didn't really do much i guess 
Still working on my Animal Crossing Island, but what's new? Yeah. <laughs> um, we did actually talk about me starting, what was it? Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Yeah. Yeah. So Kenny thinks that I can handle the gameplay on easy. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, here's the thing. We've talked about before. You loved watching Yakuza 7. Yeah. Like a dragon. And I kind of wanted to get you into more gaming because mm. I, it's okay. But like, you're getting bored with Animal Crossing. Yeah. I mean, you've played it since March. Yeah. Like, literally of over a year. Last year. Yeah. Literally yeah. like a, over a year. Yeah. So it's understandable. You'd mm. want to try to do something new. And I just thought it might be kind of something more in your wheelhouse. Cause I know mm. like you, you like anime. You're not like obsessively watching it all the time oh, yeah, or anything no. but like i like it though you like watch your uh your cooking show mm-hmm. the wasn't it just called something generic food wars food wars yeah uh and then yeah like you liked yakuza 7 so yeah i figured something like this might be fun for you to play yeah you know yeah. so so we're gonna be trying that out probably uh, today probably today yeah. yeah so we'll let you know next week how that is going because we just talked about it last night about me starting it so but uh, other than that, that's about it for my week. How about your week, How Kenneth? about my week? To, to double back on Final Fantasy, though, we're probably not going to get super far into it because mm-hmm. you're busy now with like your work yeah. schedule and everything. So we'll probably get through maybe a few hours. Mm-hmm. So this won't be like a, hey, she's playing it, and then next week we'll talk about the whole thing. No. You know, like we're not going to get through it that quickly no so we're not gonna rush we'll take our time you I'm know very slow at things too it's totally so. fine and i've played it before <laughs> yeah help you through it mm-hmm. i haven't played the new uh the yuffie dlc the uh, integrate DLC. dlc that right. just came out for it it's great i think it's like four to five hours long mm. depending on if you do like side missions and mm-hmm. stuff like that so but my week was pretty good yeah uh yesterday i actually get this played a video game what crazy and i played it for uh for seven hours yeah not straight i I did take some breaks uh but i ended up starting the mass effect legendary edition so i've never never played mass effect one before Mm -hmm. so i i did that made my character and everything and so this is shitty i told becca about this i tried to make myself Mm -hmm. the games from 2007 it's been you know upgraded to to be more acceptable in like modern times character creators not amazing obviously <laughs> yeah so i tried the best i could to like make a version of myself yeah i realized it and i told you mm-hmm. i i accidentally made the streamer dr lupo <laughs> i showed you a picture of yeah. him and anyone listening if you're familiar or not just google dr lupo yeah my character looks just like that yeah it's pretty bad if you guys are curious i'll uh, upload a picture on the uh official twitter account at yeah. hst1 pod mm-hmm and show you that but i didn't even like it took me <laughs> a few hours try. no yeah I t- it took me a few hours to even like recognize that because yeah. i was looking i'm like there's something like familiar about this <laughs> but not not the way it should be like familiar for me so sorry i'm putzing with the uh why I, stop I, putzing with it things. just it why bothers you, me when it comes out putzing Putzing. I don't think I've heard that word in years. Putzing? And Sorry. now you fucked mine up. See? Stop. Is yours... Don't putz. Technical difficulties and we have like a... One don't of those like... Stop. 
I don't even know what putzing means. Stop it. All right, I'll stop putzing. I don't like it. Um, so yeah, I ended up playing around like seven hours yesterday. A lot of fun. It, yeah. It's been fun to like dive into a game again, mm-hmm. especially one that I haven't played because when right. I was younger, um, I rented Mass Effect Two. Okay. And beat it, and I never finished Mass Effect Three. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun to to go through the trilogy fully and yeah. kind of experience it with my old man eyes, my my old, sure, so old. Yeah, uh, that can actually kind of tie into another part. My birthday's in two days. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be twenty five. Oof, halfway to thirty. Ew. And as I say that, I can feel the cataracts start coming in. <laughs> the crow's feet are drying out my eyes. I suddenly want to take midday naps. I already do that. Yeah, I know you fucking do it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the, the last thing was I had a little extra spending money this week. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got into buying NECA figures. Yes. So we've talked about NECA stuff before. I think I brought up like the NECA ghost face that mm-hmm. I bought and... Shit like that, but this week was kind of a, a more hunting week for uh, for NECA stuff because, mm-hmm. like I said, had some money, wanted to. It, it's fun to like go to a store and actually find something that you can buy. Well, yeah, because a lot of the the stuff that I would collect, like hot toys and like yeah, the, you have to buy it online. Yeah, like you don't get to go to a store. I mean, some people do. Mm-hmm. Some people have that access, but uh, there's shit all around us in terms yeah. of like actual collectible stores. Mm-hmm. So. I ended up buying, uh, maybe I, or no, we talked about this figure coming out, but I picked it up. Uh, McCready from The Thing. Mm-hmm. He's great. Yeah. I got uh, Annabelle from, right. I think it's Annabelle Comes Home, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, the movie doesn't matter, but still. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually really like this version of her because it's the, the ultimate one. Mm-hmm. And what they do for the ultimate is like they come with more accessories, right? whether it's weapons or head sculpts, whatever. But hers actually comes with, like, a, a fake glass box mm-hmm. that you can put her in. Yeah. Like, she's sitting in, like, the, in the, the room. Box. In the yeah. um, the the Warren's room. Yeah. Is it Warren? Yeah. Evan Lorraine Warren? Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, it's sitting in their room. Mm-hmm. She comes with, like, head sculpts, so, like, it looks like her eyes are looking yeah. to the side and shit like it's that. creepy. Super cool. Uh, so I picked that up. I got jason from part two mm-hmm. when he has like the the overalls the flannel and like the the bag over his head yeah i just i've always loved that look mm-hmm. like the one eye yeah like looking through the uh like the bag on his yeah. head it's just super cool and he comes with like a bunch of basically farming equipment for mm-hmm. like his his weaponry uh he comes with a campfire that you can make and he comes with the head of his mom spoilers yeah. is it really spoilers <laughs> I mean, it is technically a spoiler. I mean, I guess, but I feel like everybody knows for a movie now. that's from like what, like eighty two? Yeah, like before we were born. Some shit like that. I yeah, I think it's fine. So I like that version of Jason, uh, and then I actually got the Jason from Freddy versus Jason because mm-hmm. I kind of wanted one that like looked more iconic. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I know a lot of people think of the part three one where it's the first time he gets the, the hockey, hockey mask, mask and he has like the green shirt. Right. But like I. Whenever I think of Jason, I think of, like, the fucked up zombie one. Yeah. You know? Like, just by default, mm-hmm. like, he has, like, the raggedy clothes, mm-hmm. and he's, like, physically bigger and all that shit, so... Because by that time, I think uh, Kane Hodder started playing him. I think he picked him up in, like, part five? Mm. And, like, he's kind of the... Mo- he was the one who actually influenced, like, you know, the Jason walk, where, like, he yeah. walks with his shoulders and... Yeah. Like, he was the one who kind of did all that, that did stuff. That, yeah. yeah. Who brought Jason to kind of life like that and he mm-hmm. he was the one who started like the heavy breathing oh right you know how like yeah. like jason like his yeah. whole chest rises yeah. like he did that so 
And then I got, let me see. Um, yeah, I actually got Ash from Ash vs. Evil Dead yep. a few days ago, so that was cool. Uh, I only, it's so funny, I've watched the first episode for that show, like, three times, mm-hmm. never watched past that. Oh, really? Because we watched it together, I watched it with a friend, and then I think I watched it on my own, and I've never watched, like, even the second episode. Oh, yeah. But this one was funny, because um, the figure's a bit older. Okay. I think the figure said it was from, like, 2017. Oh, wow. Oof. Okay. Um... So, like, the head sculpts and shit like that, like, aren't as perfect as, right. like, kind of, like, the newer stuff. Yeah. But it's funny. If if you want to look, you can. One of his head sculpts doesn't have eyebrows. Like, the paint isn't there for the eyebrows. The sculpt is there. What? Um, And it's funnier because it's, like, the screaming face. So it looks like so he's he screaming. no eyebrows. Yeah. It looks great. I mean, like I said, if you want to look, I'll totally look fine. afterwards. Yeah. But... but I just thought it was kind of funny. No I paid, eyebrows. like, super under... Like, not retail. Like, his current cost. Because yeah. he goes for about, like, 40-ish now. Oh, okay. Uh, and I paid, like, 20. Right. So, brand new. I buy all my, my NECA stuff brand new because, specifically, they kind of have issues, like, QC issues mm-hmm. with, like, broken joints and stuff like oh, that. And right. I don't want to even take the chance with, like, somebody else owned yeah. it. You know? Some people do. That's totally fine. I just, I can't do it. Because I'd hate to, like take him out of the package, move his arm, and it snaps off. Yeah. And, like, the person didn't disclose that or whatever, right, you know? Right, exactly. So. But, yeah, I did all that, and then, yeah, gaming, so pretty good week, pretty I think. Pretty good week. Yeah, so we'll uh, hop right into the news, and... The news. Let me just say. Oh, no. Monday, we are starting off with our queens of okay. cinema. Okay. Starting strong. So, Emerald Fennel. Okay. Most known for directing and writing Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Shoutouts. Please watch Promising Young Woman. <laughs> uh, opened up on the early writing process for her upcoming DC movie project, Zatanna, which mm. we've talked about. Yep. Um, so this is her direct quote. There are lots of things about her that felt like they could be really, really interesting, and, and it'll be an opportunity to make something really quite dark. And that appealed to me, to make something big and scary. I love that stuff. The scale of these movies is so massive and so thrilling. Like, why wouldn't you want to write something like that when you can write huge, massive, crazy sequences and fights? Normally, you're like, how can I show this in the smallest, cheapest way? To have your complete freedom to really let your imagination run wild is such a joy. Wow, that's really good. And yeah, I mean... What? The way you just said it like a proud parent who Uh, just doesn't give a shit. Wow, that's really good. That's not what I meant. I was gonna say like that's really good that like she's experiencing it so that like she can have creative freedom whereas obviously we've talked about before these like big name labels picking up these smaller directors like they just want them to fit into their mold so it sounds like she's getting some creative freedom which is good well yeah but like even um i more so drew the comparison to like how she wrote for even promising young woman mm-hmm. and like some of her other stuff you know like yeah. you you got to keep it small right because that keeps the budget down right but like this it's like who fucking cares yeah, about the budget whatever she wants. make what you want yeah. so i just think that's super cool yeah um next up we actually got the first trailer for steven soderbergh's new movie no sudden move Mm-hmm. Dude's made movies for longer than we've been alive. Oh, yeah. uh, most notably, he's made, like, the Oceans movies. Okay. You yeah. know, like, the, the yeah. heist movies and stuff. Like, tons of other stuff, though. I haven't seen them, but I know of them. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen any Steven, Steven Soderbergh movies, but uh, the new trailer for his new movie, No Sudden Move, came out, and first, I didn't really care, but you can't ignore this cast. Yeah. So, Don Cheadle, 
Benicio Del Toro, Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. David Arbor, and Julia Fox. Yeah. And uh, the film releases July 1st, which is very soon. Yeah. It and is. it's straight to HBO Max. Right. So we talked about it. We watched the trailer, actually. Yep. Um, we're not going to cover it, but it might be just like a fun movie to watch and maybe yeah. throw in when we talk about our weeks or whatever. Yeah. So not not a whole lot to talk about in terms of the trailer. It kind of looked like a, a heist movie that, yeah. that goes bad. Yeah. Don Cheadle seems like he's the main character, which mm. is great. I mean, that man doesn't right. get enough love for how long he's been in Hollywood for. Mm. Like, when's the last time you saw Don Cheadle, like, headlining something, you know? Yeah. Aside from maybe, like, uh, Captain Planet. See... You're doing this on purpose because you know that I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know who Captain Planet is? And you just want to make fun of me. You don't know who Captain Planet is? No, I don't know who fucking Captain Planet is. Are you serious? I don't know what you're talking that about. Was, that was when we were kids. I don't it was a know cartoon. what you're talking about. It was a cartoon. Remember the kids would come together and like they would... Uh, They'd summon like the blue guy with like the green hair and it was all about like taking care of the planet and the environment. I thought that was a joke. What's funny about the planet? <laughs> Wait, what? I thought that was like a fever dream I had. No. Uh, what? Captain Pl- Captain Planet's real to me, damn it. <laughs> okay. Write that All down right. just in case. Okay. See, when I say write that down, I make Becca write down like possible uh, titles. I really was proud of our title last week. We just I forget what it was. It was... Um, Serial killer Kratos eats hologram Oreos. Just fucking mash all those ideas together. And if you guys understood that title, we love you. We respect you. Because uh, the only way you could is if you listened to the entire Well, just all the news, I think. I think that was all news stuff for the most part. But uh, like I had mentioned, uh, Monday last week was the day of our queens. And our second queen, Carrie Mulligan most known as playing the main character for Promising Young Woman. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Zoe Kazan, not familiar with her, but mm-hmm. they have been cast as Megan Tuhey and Jody Cantor in She Said. It's a film about the two New York Times reporters that broke the bombshell Harvey Weinstein sexual misconduct report that led to his arrest. Wow. Okay. I'm cool. down for this. You know, you gotta, you gotta think as an actor, if they're gonna have Weinstein in the movie, how do you... How do you do that, you know? Yeah. Like, it's gotta Pissing be... shit on him every day. That's what you do. No, but I mean, like, you gotta be a bigger name. Like, somebody who can, like, take the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I played Weinstein and, and shit like that, uh, you know? yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't... You can't have somebody who's, like, not super... Yeah. ...in, like, the film world... Right. ...like, who, who takes this, because, like... You can't have someone like that take the brunt of the... No. Because people are crazy like that. You shouldn't well, have yeah. to worry about, hey, this person played a character and we accept that. But, right. you know, people are probably going to send them death threats and well, shit yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, how could you give that monster stupid. more spotlight and yeah. shit like that? So they might even, like, totally circumvent, like, having Weinstein in the movie. Yeah. It might just be focused on them. On them. With, yeah. like, breaking the news and mm-hmm. gathering information, so... It'll be uh, interesting to keep an yeah, eye on, for though. Sure. No other news about it. I think it was just announced. Mm. And our final queen, not from Promising Young Woman, but somebody that I really like, Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting around. And uh, Ralph Fiennes have been cast in The Menu for Searchlight. Uh, the film is described as a, quote, darkly comedic psychological thriller. Okay, I'm already in. Which follows a couple who visit a restaurant on a remote island where a chef has prepared an intriguing menu. 
What? I'm pretty on board for this. Okay. Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy doesn't miss. No. You know? Yeah, and well, it had me at dark comedic psychological thriller. Yeah. Because that's exactly the type of movie I enjoy watching. Right. I was talking about that with somebody at, at work recently because they were they were just joking around, and uh, the one guy was like, "Oh yeah, like um." I'm just, like, I'm writing a screenplay, like, just for fun. Oh, really? Know? That's cool. Yeah. And so they were talking about, like, oh, like, what would you do if you wrote a screenplay? What would you do? And um, the one guy, <laughs> he was like, I want to write a movie that makes you want to kill yourself afterwards. Woof. And I was like, oh, my God. But, like, also, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> Now, does he mean, like, super depressing, or... Yeah, like, it just, like, fucks with your head, like, so much that, like, you don't know what to do afterwards. Interesting. And, like, that's what I I was like, I'm down to watch that movie. I love movies that I feel like I have to shower after watching, because I feel filthy. When's the last time you felt like that watching a movie? Uh, I don't know. It's been a minute. I do know that the many times that I've watched Nightcrawler, though always feel that way afterwards yeah that movie's so fucked up yeah i hate jake gyllenhaal too (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) just kidding he's great no yeah i love that movie (laughs) it's disgusting how much i like that movie honestly that's a good movie who cares i make everybody watch i mean my grandma watched that with me (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah she was like oh let's watch a movie and i was like do you want to watch a movie that's really messed up (laughs) Whatever you want, sweetie. Yeah, that was pretty much what she said. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Side tangent over about how much I love being fucked in the head. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, this is just super small. Just wanted to address it. The Army of the Dead prequel, Army of Thieves, which we talked about when we talked about Army of the Dead, right, is uh, set to hit Netflix this fall of 2021. Wow, that's fast. It is very fast. I mean, you have to keep in mind, though, too, um, I think Snyder has a hand in, like, the, the anime they're working on and that movie, but, like, right. he's not the director. Uh, yeah. So okay. he directed his movie, and, like, right. he probably wrote the screenplays or yeah. shit like that, I would imagine. Yeah, but you he's know? not doing all of them. That yeah. Because I don't, this wasn't, like, a franchise where they're like, all right, we start with the big Zack Snyder name and then just give it to no mm, names yeah. to just piggyback yeah. off of it. Right. So. Uh, this one's just kind of small. Just wanted to address the fact that Fortnite got its seventh season. Oh, right. You Aliens. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't actually played much of Fortnite recently, but I just wanted to address it because it was cool. It Aliens was cool. Aliens are cool. Yeah. At first I wasn't into it, but like when I actually saw like all the, the stuff they included. The customizer, yeah. Yeah, you can make your own it's alien. It's really cool. Yeah. I really like that idea. I'm not really a fan of the licensed characters they got. Yeah. Because the, uh, the final one in the Battle Pass is Rick from yeah. Rick and Morty, and I don't give a shit about that. They're going to have Superman in it, which uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like, it I makes mean, sense. he is but... an alien. Yeah. And then they have... Oh, this one was weird. It was like one of the mascots for the um, like the toy brand Janky? Was that what, the, what those were called? They're like those weird like stationary like rabbit things. They oh, have like the yeah. rabbit ears, and they yeah. have like the, the hands, and... Mm. 
people love them for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. See, shit like that is weird to me. Yeah. Like where it's like the it's like the same sculpt but it's different paint on it. Yeah, I never really understood those. I just but like in general for collectors, it's like you're buying literally the, the same, same thing, thing over, over and over, over again. You know? Yeah. Like even Funko Pops, like yeah, when they first started it was like that same Yeah. shape, but now they're more dynamic and right. shit. But like yeah. I just I don't know. I find nah, it weird. I, I totally get it. I mean, obviously you know that I like mystery minis and stuff like that as we look over and i have a whole shelf of tokidokis yeah um i almost feel like the tokidokis are different like with the unicornos and no yeah i mean they're all like the the same like okay you know you're gonna get a mystery unicorn or you know whatever the series is but they're all different in there and the they started out the same way where it was just like changes in paint colors and everything but now they're getting way more elaborate but i i've seen those those rabbit things before and i've just never thought that they were appealing to me just for that reason like they're all the same they're just literally all the same you line them up just the paint's different well even with the tokidokis though like the price point is 10 bucks but like oh, with yeah. the the jankies, I think they're like larger typically. Oh. Like I don't know the price point. Okay. Ignorant on it. Yeah. If we have a, a janky collector listening, yeah, let us know. But I would assume like the bigger ones are like thirty to fifty. Yeah, well. I would guess. I don't know hmm. for how much plastic like you're you're putting into those. Yeah. So, but yeah, aliens. Aliens. Speaking of aliens, we got more casting news for DC's League of Super Pets, which oh, we reported on. Yes. Yeah. So this is all great news, but there is one that I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on. Oh no. So for our cast, we got uh-huh. Keanu Reeves, okay. Kevin Hart, Vanessa Bayer, John Krasinski, Diego Luna, and Natasha Leone. They've all been cast alongside Dwayne Johnson. Uh-huh. So they haven't really uh, said who's, who's playing who? what. Oh, okay. Aside from the fact that Kevin Hart is playing Ace the Bat Hound. Now when I think Ace the Bat Hound, I think he's like Kind of like a deeper voice and gravelly. I don't picture Kevin Hart at all. I don't know who Ace the Bat. It's Batman's dog. So you would think he would be more. Yeah. Yeah. Why? All right, whatever. Yeah, why would Kevin Hart be? Whatever. If anything, you would flip it. Like have uh, The Rock play Ace and then Kevin Hart play Crypto. Like if you I wouldn't want Kevin Hart as crypto. I'm just saying, if I had to choose between those I two... I guess, if that like, was my only option. No, if that was my only option, I'd still have The Rock play crypto. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think, I just, I think that, like, his charisma is gonna, like, really, like, come through on in a role like crypto. Like, crypto is, he's a super dog. Like, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. I've heard the theme song. <sighs> Who's playing the the cat Streaky? No, no other name, right? Yeah, Streaky. I don't Slippy or something like that. (laughs) I was gonna say Lightning at first. Lightning. (laughs) You know the cat Lightning. You got a you got Owen Wilson on the brain, don't (laughs) you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we actually we watched too much Owen Wilson. It's funny because the Life Aquatic had Owen Wilson, and so does Loki. Yeah. And then I'm just obsessed with Lightning McQueen. So. Kind of a weird sex pervert over there, huh? No, not in that way. I just like it because it's funny. You want to touch his tailpipe? No, absolutely not. Come nowhere near me, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Stay far, far away. Do you think cars have organs? I'm I sure people. I don't want to like... think about this anymore. <laughs> this is not. This is not the tangent that I was 
I know people have, like, done the breakdown before. Like, what if cars from cars had organs and shit? I don't like How else would they be sentient? I don't like the idea that, like, they have, like, stomachs and, like, intestines. (laughs) Beating heart. Like, where's their anus? (laughs) The tailpipe. (laughs) But, like... It just shoots out gas. So yeah, like is all the, there all the garbage. Is their feces just comes out as exhaust though? Doesn't yours? No, it comes out solid. Yours comes out as just exhaust. Do we need to go to the doctor? <laughs> Why do you think I keep the windows open all the oh time? Oh my god. Do cars poop? Do cars poop? <laughs> Can, can we Google that? Do cars poop? Do, like, no, even... I mean, either way, you're fucked, because if you say, do cars from cars poop, it just sounds <laughs> it sounds just as ridiculous as do cars poop. Also, the uh, release date for the, the DC Super Pets. <laughs> How did you get here? Because you said lightning. Oh, from Streaky. Um, is going to be May 20th of next year. So less than a year away. That'll be fun. I'm really excited for that. That's one that I'm sure you definitely want us to review. Oh, for sure. I mean, by then we'll have at least, you know, dozens of listeners. So if we can, (laughs) if we can pencil that in. Maybe we'll have 10 by then. (laughs) Hey, sometimes we get 10. Maybe we'll have, we'll hit double digits. We've hit double digits before. Our first one, um, the Justice League. I mean, you know, all of our friends and family check it out then. We had like 30-ish around then. Even our last one, shout out to you guys. Uh, downloading and listening like it got to seven or eight which is pretty good yeah i'm happy with that yeah honestly like i don't even give a shit about the numbers anymore it's just fun to well yeah it's fun for us to sit down and talk about movies i mean we watch stuff especially now that like my work schedule is better kenny and i watch stuff pretty much every night i mean we've been watching a lot of hell's kitchen just for garbo tv but um you know, we'll sit down and watch a movie or whatever just to hang out and have fun. So it's nice for us to be able to, like, actually sit down and discuss our thoughts on it. No, for sure. Moving on. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we reported, I think it was last week, how Netflix was going to be having their Geeked Week. Oh, right. You can't yeah. say that quick. Like, if I, if I say Geeked Week. I just week, did it. But it just sounds weird. Geeked Week. Like, it doesn't sound like I'm saying words. Do it. Well, because geeked isn't a word. What? Is geeked it's a the word? Pa- it's the past tense of geek. What is... There's a past tense of geek? Why? I thought yeah, geek, geek was like a, a noun, not a not a verb or whatever <laughs> whatever the hell. Person, place, or thing. Geek. To geek. To geek. To, hey, to if geek you... is, is geek a verb? Hit us up. Please, somebody explain to me. Well, is I mean, geek a verb? I mean, there's like the phrase like when you geek out. Yeah, but I, th- I just thought that, that was seems like more slang. Like, that seems more of like a verb. I'm so confused. I I do. I'm going to stand on this hill. I do not think. Geek. You're going to die on this hill. Is no, what you mean. No, no. I'm just going to stand on it. I then you're not committed. I don't want to die on it. The phrase is, I will die on this hill. I don't want to die on it. I'll just stand on it. You just want, like, one foot in the water. Yeah, like, I'll just stand on the hill until somebody proves me wrong, and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Then you'll walk down. (laughs) I will stand on this hill. (laughs) 
Are you going to die on it? Well, no, that's no. stupid. <laughs> that's dumb. So Netflix announced during their Geeked Week that Yoko Kano, forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, the composer behind the iconic soundtrack of the original Cowboy Bebop anime, oh. will be creating the soundtrack for the new live-action series. Oh, okay. That's huge. That's really, really good. You know? Like, that oh, that theme song, oh. rent-free. Yeah. At any point during your Beautiful. day, you could think of... Yeah. Yeah. It's too good. Also, we got confirmation that Cowboy Bebop is coming out this fall. This fall? This fall. Wow, that's soon. Pretty cool. Uh, Just as kind of a disclaimer, I think that's the only bit of the Geeked Weeked... Jesus, fuck. Geeked. (laughs) I said Geeked Weeked. Geeked Weeked. Fuck, this is stupid. Um, (laughs) I think that's the only part I actually included in here. Mm -hmm. Just because there's, like, so much shit that I just don't care about. Yeah. Also, E3 started this week, and um, there's really nothing on here Mm. in regards to that, just so you guys know. It's just nothing I really want to talk about, you know, because... You don't know, right? Like I for video game stuff, I'll put in like weird stuff or, you know, stuff that you would find interesting or whatever. But like, right. just try to slim it down a bit. So this is fun. Uh, Mike Myers. Okay, not the I know serial, who that is. Not the serial killer. Yeah, Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. <laughs> uh, is Shrek is set to play? <laughs> uh, Mike Myers is set to play seven different characters. What in? The Penta Verate, forgive the name. It's a series he created about a secret society who have been working to influence world events since 1347. So he's making a movie about the Illuminati. I just said it's a series. (laughs) He's making a series about the Illuminati. Forgive me. Yeah. He's making a series. Why are you such a dick about that? Because I literally just said a series. He's making a movie? It's all the same to me. A movie's the same to a TV series to you? Yeah. It's just a long movie? Yeah. With breaks. With breaks. (laughs) Fuck. This sounds cool, though. Seven characters? Like, this. It just sounds neat. Um. Something that is not neat. Oh. Um, the upcoming DC film, Blue Beetle, which I'm not sure if we talked about, but... I don't think we talked about it. Coming out. Um, it is all bit... It's basically, as of now, been confirmed to be going to HBO Max only. It will okay. not get a theatrical release. This is kind of a slippery slope. So this is like, you know, some people might just think it's whatever. This is kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Because WB could also push Static Shock and Batgirl to just HBO Max instead of giving them an actual theatrical no. release. And what they said in their quote, because um, there was a recent article talking about all their upcoming mm-hmm. films coming out, or movies coming out for the big screen. Yeah. Uh, they said, additionally, Warner Bros. has mid-budget DC movies on the way for streaming. Batgirl and Blue Beetle. So, I mean, I would take from okay. there that Batgirl would be as well. Right. So, again, surface value, but if you notice a trend, um, I know you're not familiar with the characters that much, but Static Shock is black. Obviously. Uh, This Blue Beetle, it's going to be Jaime Reyes, who is Hispanic. Okay. And Batgirl's a female. Right. But Shazam, and Batman, and Aquaman. Yep. Yep. the, The white men can take the theater, but like... 
who wants to see Blue Beetle in the theater? Nobody, yeah. nobody cares about that. Even though Blue Beetle could literally... He's like the same... I'm not trying to draw racial comparisons, mm-hmm. but he's like a Miles Morales. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he has that energy to him. Yeah. People would fucking latch onto that mm-hmm. shit. And Static Shock? Come on. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people are excited about the Static Shock And people movie. love... Ba- people know who Batgirl is. Yeah. Are you kidding? Exactly. So, this is I what I mean. I just don't understand, it's... like, when movies have just opened up like why you wouldn't want a theatrical release it's because they don't want to take the risk because they don't want to spend the money with doing all the advertising and the promotions because you know who's going to want to see a movie about a hispanic superhero you know because god forbid right it's stupid yeah so like i said you could look at the surface level that's fine if you want to look at it that way but there's a noticeable trend between groups of people versus yeah white men who are on screen which yeah. is jason momoa white i don't think so but he's definitely not i don't like mimosa so how come we've talked about this before on the podcast yeah hmm. okay. i just don't understand like he's always just in stuff for pure sex appeal and... well, i'll be honest like he um he's like a genuinely nice person it seems like oh the... yeah like i'm not, i'm not saying like him himself about his character like yeah like i i just don't anything i've seen him in he's just in it for sex appeal that was like the fucking oh channing tatum same thing remember like when magic mike came out and everything and all the women were like oh my god i love channing tatum because he's sexy it's like the same thing I've, I literally know people that are like, I only went to see Aquaman mm-hmm. to see him shirtless. That makes no sense to me. You know, I wish that uh, Channing Tatum Gambit movie got off the ground. That would have been what? fun. <laughs> you didn't know about that? No. That's, do your own research okay. on that. But that was in production for, or trying to be for like half a decade. Oh. Um, but yeah, DC, or Warner Bros being Warner Bros. Of just course. to, to yeah. get it at its core. But... Something that is equally shitty, but for a different reason. Uh, Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain had their first trailer come out for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say it's shitty is because the film is about two uh, people, Tammy Faye and whoever Andrew Garfield is playing. Yeah. uh, Based on a true... Something Baker. Yeah. John Baker, maybe? John Jim something. John Jim Baker. Uh, Based on a true story, and it's basically about these two people who became televangelists, and they were in it for the money and all that shit which you know yeah oh my god they were caught being televangelists that's crazy it's almost like people exploit religion just for money um it was a good trailer holy fuck no it was a i good did trailer. that on purpose because of what you said oh gotcha it's supposed to be comedic were... okay <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be comedic i'm just used to you being a gross asshole wow all the time. so i don't know what's what's pretend and what's real <laughs> Um, wow, thank you so much. Trailer was great, though. It had me really interesting. I, I actually liked seeing... Um, it looks like there's going to be kind of like a time jump, because I noticed Andrew yeah. Garfield and Jessica Chastain like, in like older makeup, yeah. and the makeup looked good. Like it They did. looked like you know they were getting older. It looked yeah. like she had like work done. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. like kind of look... Um, Botox. Yeah, yeah, Botox, yeah. Uh, it looked cool. Film comes out on September 17th. Yeah. It's probably one we're going to be talking about. Yeah, it definitely looked interesting. Speaking of interesting, oh, no. you're going to flip your lid for this All one. Right, this one's here dope. I go. And you know I never say flip your lid. <laughs> Butting. Harry, 
a boomer this time. I'm just putzing. Why, you're gonna flip your lid, boy! I gotta appeal to the older crowd. <laughs> the older crowd? Yeah. Okay. We gotta... We gotta grab that, you know, 40 to 69 demographic. We gotta... <laughs> numbers are numbers! <laughs> you just said five minutes ago you didn't care about the numbers! Downloads are downloads! Oh my god, I hate you. Okay, fuck. Um, I'm ready so, to flip my lid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Harry Melling, which um, I'm not super familiar with, but you might remember him. He was from The Devil All the Time. He was the guy with the close eyes. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay. That's the only way I can describe him. <laughs> Although I do know the meme of people saying if him and Anya Taylor-Joy had a kid, then the kid would actually have normal eyes. Because Anya Taylor-Joy's are kind of out, yeah. and his is like, it'd be funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, he has been cast as Edgar Allan Poe alongside Christian Bale in The Pale Blue Eye. The film follows a detective who partners with Edgar Allan Poe to solve a series of murders that took place in 1830 at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. I mean, that sounds really cool. But why Fuck! Is it- <laughs> she said but! <laughs> I'm confused as to why Edgar Allan Poe is helping a detective. It sounds cool. Maybe I it mean, actually it happened. it sounds cool, but like that... I don't feel like that's something that that it sounds like more like Sherlock Holmesy to me than it does like Poe. I mean, we don't know if it actually happened. Uh, I mean, I I will stand on this hill as well. <laughs> I don't I, I think will, that was Poe's like. I will quietly put one foot on top of this hill until somebody proves me wrong. I will say. That I don't think that that was really Poe's, like, M.O. Doesn't really seem like a Poe thing to do. You know what? I tried to grab some fun news that I thought you'd be, you know, there's murders that we're solving, Edgar Allan Poe, and you got, this is the thing. Well, yeah, it's all the things that I like, but not together. We'll see how it plays out. Well. Next bit of news. At the very least, you can laugh at this shit, so. (laughs) Dove Cameron. Uh, who is the actress who yeah. plays Bubbles in the CW Powerpuff Girls series, recently did an interview regarding the need to reshoot the pilot. So this is her direct quote. Uh, I believe, yeah, all the way down. So this is just her. I can't speak on it yet because they are still changing. Such a funny thing. They didn't decide to rework the pilot because the script leaked. She confirmed that that was the real script that leaked, by the way. CW never did that. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I just happen. I just need to say that... That that wasn't what happened. We had to reshoot it anyway for a couple of reasons. It's a really big piece of IP, and it's tonally very specific. Like getting it right, making everyone happy, and also making sure that it translates. It's so specific. To modernize it and to make it fit like a bunch of different things that don't normally go together. Chew on that. It just kinda it's just kind of like a puzzle piece. So we're we're removing some elements and we're replacing others. I think the script is going to get another whack. And it's just going to be a slightly different approach, but everything else is going to stay the same. I do not like this information. I can't get over the quote. A bunch of different things that don't normally go together. She's just spewing nonsense. No, I know. But None of it's... that makes sense, like, cohesively. Like, eh, whatever. I mean, we already shit on 
the Powerpuff Girls, and I, we all know I'm upset about it. But like I said, so, it's, it's even it, funnier because she's addressing, hey, this shit doesn't make sense, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. But it's not even in, like, a wacky, like, right. you know, director oh, with an idea. we're trying to modernize it by, like, saying that, you know, if you don't wake up, I'm gonna leak your nudes. What? That's not modernizing it. Like, that's, that's bad. <laughs> Can you imagine your show hasn't even come out yet and you're doing damage control yeah, for like, it? Yeah, like you're like backpedaling for it. And... For, like nobody's even seen the episode. Yeah. And, guys, guys, it'll be really fun. I, mean, <laughs> I promise we're reworking stuff, but like not too much stuff, but just like a little bit so that it fits a little bit better because it's really specific. Jesus Christ. What? I think that maybe it shouldn't exist then. So... Going on to uh, another movie that got announced that sounds incredible. A lot of incredible movie uh, ideas coming out this week. So, Shamik Moore, who is most known for voicing Miles Morales in mm. Into the Spider-Verse. He's also an actor in some smaller stuff. but mm. And Sydney Sweeney, who uh, you might actually know. She plays uh, Eden Spencer in Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I don't know. that. It's been a while since I watched that. I don't remember the character's name. She also plays Alice in Sharp Objects. That was the girl that Amy Adams went to, like, the facility with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that girl. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, Shamik Moore and Sydney Sweeney have been cast in Silver Star. The film follows a Civil War reenactor who, during a botched bank robbery, takes an impulsive, pregnant 19-year-old as his hostage, and together they embark on a road trip across America. What? This sounds fucking awesome! Okay, but like... <laughs> the, the premise for the movie, great. But I just love the Here's fact... Here's the fucking butt again. <laughs> I just... No, I love the fact that it had to open up with Civil War reenactor. But it's that makes it even like... <laughs> no, I know, because it makes absolutely no sense. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm picturing somebody, like, storming into a bank, like dressed as like a civil war union soldier that'd be good for a trailer <laughs> and he's like give me all your money like why does it matter that he's a civil war reenactor i don't fucking, know i guess we'll find out he has a like a ulysses grant mask yeah on. like what like what is Was that the right do? war i don't know okay i do not know i'll have to hit up my war guy, <laughs> my war guy. i'll have to i'll have to message a history buff i don't know any so, I mean, there's no way those guys make a livable wage being a Civil War reenactor or any war reenactor. No, that's what I mean. Like, most people just do that for fun. Yeah, yeah, like, most people, like, they'll be like, you know, like one or two, like, events that they go to a year to do, like, the reenactments. It's, it's not usually something that people do full time. So, maybe he works at the bank. No, he's a civil... Do you want me to read it again? He said he was a civil war reenactor. Yeah, but there has to be more. He can't just do that. Hmm. Well, based on what I got, he's a civil war reenactor. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! He uh, checks notes. He uh, reenacts the civil war. Shut up! <laughs> um, all right, so we got a, a few bigger pieces of news coming up. So, hey, you know how uh, CW ruined shit? Well, get ready. Because uh, Mindy Kaling's animated Velma series for HBO Max, in which she will be voicing Velma, had some news come out about it. So, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't either. But <laughs> Tom Ashheim, president of Warner Bros. Uh, Global Kids, Young Adults, and Classics, 
revealed new details about the upcoming series. This is his quote. Uh, we have a... Uh... Fuck. Did I type this wrong? We have a knot for children? Oh, yeah. It's just so weirdly phrased. We uh, have a, a knot for children. Oh, okay. But I, yeah. I just read, we have a knot for children. I'm like, that doesn't look <laughs> right. So, quote... We have a Not For Children Mindy Kaling project called Velma because she was excited to reimagine what Scooby-Doo would be like if Velma were of East Asian descent and lived in a different world. And in that version, which she is, which is going on HBO Max first, mm-hmm. there's no dog and no van, but we have our four key characters through a different lens, and I think it's great. Allowing our creators to play with our IP is super powerful. Hey, you know that character Velma you love, who's yeah. part of the the mystery gang with Scooby Doo? There's no Scooby Doo. No, no, I don't. I don't give a shit about the race. Make her whatever race you want. No, no, no. But, I didn't mean like that. I okay, guess. but take out Scooby Doo. You know, from Scooby Doo, take yeah. out the van. You know. And assumedly, like most of the gang. Yeah. So. And it's gonna be great. Why are what just is... call it something different for fuck's sake? Like, you don't have to. I I'm so sick of. These things taking these great old, like, cartoon characters or, you know, whatever. And then, like, revamping them, which doesn't make any sense because, like, it's already an established character. So if you want to do something different, then just do something different. You're only playing off of the name purely for, like, the aspect of people going, Hey, I know who that is. It's so stupid. Tell me your show's getting canceled after one season without yeah. telling me your show's getting canceled exactly. after one season. Exactly. And it's not even the race thing, like I said. But no, it's no, like no. this doesn't this it's, isn't Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's the fact that they took this character that's already established and if they like played on like I don't I, I'm just throwing shit out there, but like what if it was like she, you know, she's grown up now and, and this is her life and like the gang's still there and they're still friends and maybe they have to, you know, like it's following Velma's life and then they, they get back together or whatever, you know, cool, awesome. She's still the same character. But this sounds like something completely different. Like they said, she's in a different world. Why? Does Scooby-Doo have a multiverse now? Like what the, like you took an established character and put her in a different world. Why? <laughs> I almost think it's because he said, like, in East Asian descent, maybe she's in Asia? Okay, but, like, why is that Velma, then? Why can't that be somebody else? I mean, like, Scooby-Doo isn't the fucking Avengers. Like, hey, you know that Captain America guy? Yeah. He, he might work good for a comic, you know? Yeah. But, like, Velma? Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, moving on to something that's could be a little bit cooler. So, the title for Aquaman 2 has been announced. It's Aquaman 2, or, sorry, stupid, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Mm. So, also, disclaimer, we haven't seen the first Aquaman. No. I know everything about it, though. I've seen a shit ton of reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also learned that the Aquaman se- sequel's current working production title is Necris. Uh, usually these, like, don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like, just, they use them as, like, a, a cover when they're filming. Uh, but apparently it ties into some old Aquaman lore with that name. Uh, Necris is the name of another underwater city. Unlike Atlantis, it has a more unstable status in the ocean. It only exists for a very for very brief intervals of time and can never be found in the same location twice. Wow. Necris's existence comes from an alien satellite that periodically enters Earth's orbit as it moves through the galaxy. 
the city has previously went to war with Atlantis in the comics. Damn. I think that sounds cool. That I sound hope cool. that's what uh, it's actually about. I yeah. mean, it's Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Right. You you would assume yeah. it would be this. Right. Um, we also got confirmation it will start production in this month of June. Okay. And it will be releasing on December 16th of 2022. Nice. Like I said, it sounded cool. Like, at first I was like, I don't care about the title. But, like, tying it in like that, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm on for it. I'm not sure if James Wan is directing it again. I, I would assume he is because mm-hmm. he was the one who made it a billion dollar movie, the first one. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Aquaman is like the highest grossing DC movie? Yeah, because women want to see Jason Mimosa. That's it. That's literally the only reason. Speaking of bigger <laughs> franchises, this one's a little bit smaller. Uh, Vin Diesel confirms the Fast and Furious saga will conclude after two more films, <gasps> not including the upcoming one. So I oh, think it's so going to be 10, a 11. 10 and 11. Um he just said every story deserves its own ending. He thinks the final films could potentially release in 2023 and 2024. Wow. Maybe like a part one, part two, yeah. I think is what he, he was talking okay. about. Yeah. So I still know that, um, I don't know if this was ever like something that they were seriously considering, but they wanted to do a crossover with Jurassic World. Oh my God. Which, come on. <laughs> I think I, I... But what if they put dinosaurs on wheels? I think I retweeted... <laughs> <laughs> I think I retweeted it was like an article about that and it was uh, maybe I told you about it it was like Vin Diesel standing around a pack of raptors <laughs> with the corona in his hand see this right here this is all that matters me a reptilia me a reptilia <laughs> fuck and to uh, kind of keep in the trend of superhero stuff uh, this is actually kind of fun so I'll wait for you to, to finish up there mm-hmm but uh, according to news site The Direct, so it hasn't really been majorly picked up by anyone, uh, sources tell them that Scar will appear in the She-Hulk series. I'll get to him. I know you don't know who that is. I'm just picturing uh, Scar from Lion King. Keep that image in your head. Okay. Yep, that's where we're going. <laughs> uh, obviously, nothing's confirmed until we see it or Disney says something about it. But this would mean the show that would... This means the show would have Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Bruce Banner the hulk Mm -hmm. and abomination has been confirmed to come back as well he was from the 2008 movie uh tim roth is coming back as him he played him in that movie um in the comics scar is the son of bruce banner conceived during the hulk stay on sakaar during the planet hulk storyline which is where thor ragnarok took place Mm -hmm. so he's been there and he was there for we don't even know how long until thor showed up uh he possesses very similar powers to his father though he also inherited abilities from his mother, Kalera, who's a Sakaran. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be interesting because the show has already been confirmed by Feige to be in the vein of a legal comedy, which is what he said. So it's possible that Jen has to help Bruce legally with his new son and the mother of his child. Okay. That's what I would... Yeah. I mean, if... Like, why would you introduce, like, this weird right. storyline that's, like, about, like, action or fighting yeah. or whatever and... Like this, I feel like that would be more in the vein of what they want right. to set out to do with the show. Mm-hmm. So maybe Sakaar is like some weird politics, and yeah. like Bruce has to do something about right. it. Right. So what are your what are your child thoughts on support. this? Yeah, Bruce has to pay child support. <laughs> um, that wasn't me. That was the other guy. I gotta be honest. I'm just caught up on the fact that like the Hulk conceived a child. Oh, it happens. In the comics. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh. Do you know the uh, the old man no. Logan Wolverine? Well, I mean, that one's a little bit more fucked up, but it's like in their universe, um, 
I don't know if it was more Bruce or Hulk, but uh, they figured that, like, no other woman could really, like, help them in terms of, like, pro- like creating their line. Yeah. So he ends up fucking uh, Jennifer Walters, his cousin. Oh. And, like, they have, like, their Hulk incest babies who are the ones that attack Logan and shit. Ew. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about Hulk being... <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say, now I'm just thinking no, I about didn't say it. Hulk penis? <laughs> I just don't understand. Understand what? I don't know. What? I don't like it. But you're the one who brought it up. I know, but I don't like it. That's the only thing I can think of. You know what? Sounds like a great concept. Let's move on. You know what? Comic book shows are cool, but where's the sex? Well, yeah, like that. I don't want it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I love that meme of like, yeah, this video game's cool, but what if they put sex in it? <laughs> That's what they always do. I've seen people say that about Dead by Daylight. When are the developers gonna add sex to it? <laughs> Fuck! It just sounds cool. Um, if that ends up being the case, yeah. That's a lot of fucking green running around on the screen, though. Ew. That's gonna. What do you mean, ew? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to stand on this hill? That no. green is bad? No. I won't. The green hill. Green hill zone. You're going to go to Sonic with this idea? No. Listen, we got to get rid of all the Hulk penises out there. <laughs> get rid of them all. <laughs> Write that down. Just say Green Hill Zone Sonic hates penis or whatever. <laughs> Sonic hates Hulk penis. That could be a good title. I don't know if I should put penis in the title. <laughs> See, whenever I think of like what I shouldn't do, I always think of that Castle Super Beast that title I told you about. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck. It was like Castle Super Beast uh, Deep Nut Wheelchair miracle piss bottle dominance or something like that (laughs) uh oh yeah black widow will also be released for free to all disney plus subscribers on october 6th oh so So, now they're gonna okay throwing it out there for all you guys if you don't give a fuck about black widow just wait until october pop that bad boy on for free if you got disney plus and and watch it that way because can't wait for this movie to be over. I mean, that's cool for people who have no interest in, like, paying money for it. Which yeah. we don't. Which, no. thankfully, we we only pay 50 cents Yeah. for movies. Shout out to Regal Movie Pass. Yeah. Um, Wrapping up the news for the week. Uh, Quiet Place 2 has become the first film to earn $100 million at the domestic box office during the pandemic. Even huh? though it's kind of wrapping up, but, yeah. you know, still. Still. Pretty big. Uh, threw this on here for you. Yakuza Like a Dragon is headed to Xbox Game Pass, so if you have Xbox Game Pass, you get to play that game for free. And play it. Play it. Play it. So, this is the news that I told you about. That oh, it would right. be That I'm going to, like, freak out or whatever. It's just going to be fun to end the week on. Okay. So, NBC has a show sure. that they were producing. It's called Ultimate Slip and Slide. Seems harmless enough. Okay. So, the series has shut down... Fuck. <laughs> Somebody break their neck. NBC's Ultimate Slip and Slide series has shut down filming indefinitely after 40 crew members... (laughs) I can't... I don't even know what you're gonna say! 
I'm already laughing. Fell. Fell? (laughs) No. After 40 crew members fell violently ill with, quote, awful explosive diarrhea on set potentially caused by a parasite. According to a person with knowledge of the production, the outbreak of diarrhea left people collapsing on set. Ew! But it's a slip and slide. So what if there is just shit everywhere? And they're just slipping and sliding through their shit? What the fuck? Imagine being like, hey, a boom too? Can you- oh, he fucking, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's shitting his pants. He colla- Imagine collapsing and shitting your pants. <laughs> like you're just like crumpled up in a ball, <laughs> shitting everywhere. Uh, and there's 40 of you doing it. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's not even like a couple people got food poisoning, like. The whole crew is just on the ground shitting themselves. Now I'm just picturing, like, boom operators and cameramen falling down slip and slides and shitting. <laughs> There's, like, a... We remember from It's Always Sunny with the water slide. <laughs> what if it's that, but it's just shit. The shit streak. <laughs> oh, my God. This is awful news. Sorry for the people affected, but it's hilarious. I'm sorry for the people who can't work on NBC's Ultimate Slip and Slide anymore because your crew members fell violently ill. It's probably like a waterborne parasite, you know? Like, they just did it. What? Well, because it's a slip and slide. Yeah. So it's probably like a water born like pathogen parasite that just like started getting everybody because they weren't paying attention to the water gotcha bitch (laughs) they just start shitting everywhere jesus that's uh, that's it for the news this week give me give me five i need a let me get a drink okay oh that was too much to handle why are they making a show about slip and slides anyway It's even better because it sounds so harmless. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a cool... It'd be like that Lego show where yeah. they, like, build shit. Yeah. It's just, like, seems really fun and harmless and everything. And out of all the shows, <laughs> Violet Diarrhea. Oh, good. But, like, I'm picturing it... Remember those, like, old shows that you... It was called, like, Hole in the Wall? I was going to say Hole in the Wall. Yeah. Like, so, to me, this sounds like some sort of slip and slide competition show, which... What does that entail? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> and then they had to cancel it because everybody was just shitting their pants. I cannot handle this information. I don't know what to do with it. <sighs> do the plugs. Oh, okay. Uh, Kenny is blowing his nose, so I'll do the plugs. So you can hit us up on Twitter. Send us a DM. Kenny will answer you with your preferred pronouns. Our Twitter handle is at HST1Pod. That's HST1, the number one, pod. And then if you'd like to send us an email, ask us some questions. We'll take comments, concerns, criticism even. 
It's at hst1pod at gmail.com. So hit us up on there, too. Thank you for the plugs. You're welcome. I, I had to blow my nose. <clears throat> laughing that was, too much. That was too much, Jesus. Too I much knew, slipping and sliding. I knew that was the best way to end the news week. That was pretty good. Actually, that came out yesterday. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers to those people. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Can't wait to watch your TV show. All two episodes of it <laughs> before everybody got violently ill. Can you imagine if they like kept all the footage too? Like those poor editors. Oh God! How much shit you have to cover? <laughs> Literal. How much? How much screaming? Literal shit. There's like the screaming of like maybe kids who are like, "Yay!" Like going down the yeah. slides, and then you hear the screaming of <laughs> camera guy eight who just <laughs> collapsed in a puddle of poop. Oh my God! <laughs> a puddle of poop. <laughs> Oh, oh man! No, I'm gonna have to tie that into the title somehow. Um, yeah. So back into the plugs. We're gonna talk about Loki first yeah. episode, and then we're gonna talk about Life Aquatic. Haven't even talked about the movies yet, nope. <clears throat> or movie. Uh, what is your thoughts on this for Loki? Do you want to go non-spoiler spoilers, or just spoil it? I mean, there's not a whole lot. Yeah, there's not really a lot to spoil in this. It's a setup I, episode. Yeah. So I, I feel like we can just talk about it. Spoilers? All right. Just let you guys know, we're going to be spoiling whatever's in here. Yeah. Like we said, not a whole lot to spoil, mm-hmm. but uh, the ending kind of is a lead up to the rest of the series. That's like the biggest so, thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically a setup episode. We just follow 2012 Loki yep. from Avengers Endgame when he takes the Tesseract yep. and he transports. Uh, he actually transported to what? Mongolia. Uh, Mongolia. Did he go back in time? No. Well, is Mongolia still like a current day place? I think it is. I didn't think it was it's anymore. It's in Asia. I thought it got like, uh, maybe you're right. I thought that was just like the Mongolian Empire. Oh, that, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. You know. So it's probably like smaller now. Yeah, I think yeah. it's still a country. But yeah, he ended up teleporting there. And that's when we get our first introduction of the Minutemen. Yeah. In the TVA, which is the time... Variance. Variance. Associ- Authority. Authority. I've... <laughs> Trust, I did like this. I did actually like this. I'm, uh, got poop on the brain, you know. <laughs> I have massive diarrhea on the brain. Excuse me. <laughs> brain is just, my brain's just dookie right now. Oh my god, shut up. But, um, yeah, so we get our first introduction to that. They grab Loki, and we kind of get our explanation of this group, which you've seen in the trailers and all that. Yeah. They basically regulate the flow of time and they they um do what the timekeepers uh-huh. uh authorize as like the main multiverse. So they're like they're addressing that there is a multiverse. There's not Or that there was. Well, there is the multiverse. <clears throat> I mean, that's what they regulate, the whole multiverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're saying that like there's one multiverse, mm-hmm. so it gets a little convoluted because yeah. or not convoluted, confusing because yeah. there's obviously multiple timelines in the multiverse. In the multiverse, yeah. So these people are in charge of regulating all of that, right? So that there's no wars. Yeah, and we again. we do learn. We'll we'll get to it a bit later, but they operate outside the bounds of space and time. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that with yeah. some really interesting. Um, Little thing. Mm-hmm. So Loki gets there. He goes through the whole spiel and he finds out all the information. Uh, a lot of little cute things. I think it was in the trailer, but like when he drops down to the one guy and the guy's like, "Is this everything you've ever said?" Yeah. And Loki's like, "What?" And, and then, then like another. Fr- yeah, yeah, cute. I think yeah. it's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it was funny because he had to go through. 
it was like an aura reading machine or something or like a variance reading machine or something and the guy was asking like the guy operating it was like are you an android or a robot or anything and he's like how would i know if i am right and just like it's funny because i thought about him like well loki didn't know he was a frost giant yeah like from the the first movie right because he found i don't even remember about thor 2011 but uh or 2012 maybe but just some like little cute things like that uh we eventually get loki going to trial Mm -hmm. uh it seems like he's going to get his mind wiped to maybe get reset to the proper timeline yeah that's is what it seems that they do these people do like they Mm -hmm. have these little like time canister things almost and like if something's in the wrong timeline, they just kind of boop it and kind of almost like men in black it. Yeah. Where they just reset everything and everybody so that it's like it never even happened. So we uh, find out that Loki gets his punishment, which is to basically be reset to, to 2012. Yep. He would just go back and lose and yeah. go through the whole MCU that we know right, of already. Right, we know. Um, he actually ends up getting grabbed by Owen Wilson because Owen Wilson wants his help. Mm-hmm. solving some murders because right. Minutemen are getting killed yeah. which like they make it sound like a big deal but like the Minutemen just seem like cops so yeah. I'm like they don't seem that strong you know what I, like if right. they were like like gods or aliens or uh, shit yeah, like that but... I'd be like that's kind of crazy but it's no, like no they're just kind of like foot soldiers but <laughs> yeah. obviously they don't want them to continue to be killed and oh, sure. <clears throat> what they're concerned about though too is on their little reader there's like a a red line and like if the the variance timeline like reaches the red line then it starts like branching off and like going against what the timekeepers want and whatever so that's they're trying to like keep it or trying to stop this person before it gets to that point exactly so it was kind of cool because um the first time we have owen wilson he's trying to solve murders and it's like 1850 or no it was like 1500s yeah we go to 1850 at the end of the episode yeah um but he finds he's in like a church it seems like yeah and like one of the uh panes of glass actually had like instead of like jesus doing the pose you know like the classic classic jesus classic jesus uh it's like a devil like it literally looks like Mm -hmm. a devil which is really cool that's kind of our first hint of what potentially could happen in the the rest of the series so owen wilson goes back he hangs out for loki's trial he grabs him he kind of catches him up on, on all that shit and asks mm. him, like, you know, what do you actually want? Like, right. you know, and like Loki's like, hey, I want to rule. Yeah. And Owen Wilson's like, yeah, but you're not meant to do that. Yeah. You know, like, it's funny because like Loki's like, I do what I want. He's like, right. okay, sure. Like, yeah. Like, you don't. Exactly. You do what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do. Which right. it's like, it, it, that like, in and of itself, like shit like that, like it can really start fucking with your head. Yeah. For me anyway, because I mean. You think about now, right? Like with think, us, it's like, yeah. are we doing what we're supposed well, to be doing? Right? Or? You think like you have free will and all this stuff, but like, do you really? Yeah, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? So, uh, Loki eventually uh, finds out that his future is dying at the hands of Thanos, or right. at the hand, yeah. just the one, of Thanos. Uh, which, like, seeing that and like he sees his mom die, which like he loved his mom and everything, yeah gotta fuck with you a little oh, bit oh yeah because sure. when he saw his death he started laughing yeah like not like crazy but he was no, like you yeah know, determined to change his future well right yeah exactly or his his destiny i don't know depending whatever you want to call change it. his time yeah so uh he eventually uh because like we said he transports with the tesseract to mm-hmm. mongolia and uh, this is what's interesting he eventually kind of breaks out of like owen wilson's uh area yeah 
because what they have in there is they have like these necklaces on type mm-hmm. things or collars and uh whoever like hits a button and they literally reverse in time yeah so like if they try to like come and attack you they get reversed back which right. is interesting so loki eventually manages to like break out and mm-hmm. then he goes to find the tesseract because yeah. he hopes that like he can leave um because when he was in trial he tried to use his powers and they didn't work right so he goes to get the tesseract and he like it's like the the lobby guy like he yeah. tries to grab him he's like i'm gonna gut you like a fish unless you give me the tesseract yeah. and the guy's like what's a fish yeah <laughs> like that for me is like uh... that's a little wild um but it gets even crazier because what we do is we actually get the explanation that the 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 tva have like a bunch of infinity stones right. Like, like a desk or a desk drawer full a of desk them. drawer full of infinity stones and yeah. the guy's like all right geez and he opens it and there's just like yeah there's a, a bunch of a them good handful i noticed though there's not a lot of the soul stone no which i mean would make sense right. because like for a being to get the soul stone that wasn't meant to get it right. is like pretty difficult yeah. i would imagine yeah. in terms of like timeline right um so that scene like it sets up like three things first off it's funny yeah it you know, it's just funny. Second, it does show that the TVA operate outside of space and time. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, the guy said, yeah, people use them as, like, uh, paper paperweights. Weights. Yeah. Which would mean that they're fucking worthless. Yeah. You know what they I mean? They don't work there. And the third is, like, I almost feel like that's um, maybe Kevin Feige's way kind of of saying, hey, you know all that shit we worked to do for, like, over ten years? Like, that's done. Like, yeah. it's not even, like, a thing right. anymore. Yeah. You know, like, we're... We're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, in a way where it's, like, that stuff is just, like, garbage. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the the shit that people risked their lives and died right. for. Exactly. Is a desk ornament. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. that, like, thinking about it, wild. That's true. Absolutely. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Crazy. So, that's kind of when Loki realizes he's, like, oh, oh, the real shit here is time. Yeah. Like, if you want to, like, not, like, the time stone, but, no, like. No, no, no. But, yeah. Like operating in the flow yeah Yeah. in the flow of the timeline Mm -hmm. or like trying to do your own multiverse or shit like that so it's going to be interesting too because when loki first gets grabbed he's like um i'm gonna burn this place to the ground Mm -hmm. type shit and obviously with doctor strange too the multiverse of madness and the tv are regulating the multiverse Mm -hmm. they're gonna get destroyed in this series like how like how, though? You know what I mean? Like, how would they possibly get, not erased from history, but, like, like damaged, up that badly. damaged to the point that they can't regulate the timelines right. anymore. So, Which they've been doing for, like, hundreds of thousands of years. Maybe infinitely? I yeah. mean, like, if the timekeepers have been around for literally ever, right. then maybe they the well, TVA yeah, have it- as well. Yeah, because they, they explained that, like, the timekeepers, there was, like, a, a multiversal, like, war or whatever uh, between these different multiverses to see, like, who was the strongest, who could be, like, the main timeline. And then the timekeepers came in and they were like, no, we're not going to have any war anymore. So they made, like, one big multiverse and then they created the TVA to regulate that so that there wouldn't be any more, like, wars over who is the main timeline. So, yeah, just thinking about the fact that, like, this thing has been around for basically forever, and somehow it's going to get fucked up to the point where, like, we're going to have a whole movie about it. Yeah. Well, maybe not even, like, the movie itself, like, is going to be about the TVA, but it's going to be about... the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I guess we can just 
go to the ending. Yeah, this is like the big thing. So if you really don't want to be spoiled, just skip ahead a little bit. Like I said, it's mostly a setup episode. Yeah. It's, it's about like 50 minutes, so we do a lot of introducing of the world yeah. and, and all that stuff. But we uh, get the reveal by Owen Wilson that the the person who's been killing the timekeeper or the uh, killing the Minutemen mm-hmm. is Loki. Yeah. So we don't we don't know what that means yet. Right. Um, and we our... didn't get a reveal. We just saw a person no. in a cloak. And I think I know the reason why. Yeah. Um, so we get the final shot and it's like uh, the Minutemen went to like 1850s mm-hmm. Ohio or Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because all the, the oil and shit like yeah. that. So they come in, try to find the person. They see them standing there. The person lights the whole field on fire, which, yeah. which, yeah, that would yeah. definitely take care of them. Um, it's just like a, a cloaked figure. Mm-hmm. We don't really get anything, but, and not going to take any credit for this, started doing some digging on the subreddit because we're at that point with Marvel. I don't know what's going on. We right. can have like fun theories about maybe what we could think that would happen, but right. like in terms of characters and shit like that, yeah. no idea. It's like canon or whatever. <clears throat> so a lot of people are thinking that the Loki who's rogue is a female Loki mm-hmm. because, um, Marvel actually showed recently, and in the show itself, you can see it, when you see Loki's dossier, when it says his sex, it says fluid. Mm -hmm. And in Marvel Comics, Loki's been known to shapeshift females, and if you want to go back to Norse mythology, Mm -hmm. Loki's like, I think he gave birth to Fenrir and some other shit like that. I think he gave birth to, like, an eight-legged horse? I can't remember the name of that, but, like, Mm -hmm. Loki's been known to do that shit, you know? Like, he's been known to be, like, gender fluid, essentially. So we want to address it in that regard. Yeah. It's not like Marvel's trying to be woke or whatever. Like, well, it's yeah, literally the no. character. Yeah. Um, and he's the only character that I'm aware of that does that shit in right. terms of, like, shape-shifting to that regard. Yeah. Instead of it just being, like, a physical right. skin over him. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it, Loki shape-shifts all the time because he's supposed well, to yeah. be blue. Yeah. Because he's a frost giant. Right. But, yeah, so a lot of people are thinking it's going to be female Loki based on that. Uh, people have already... Or, I don't know who confirmed it or whatever, but uh, there's going to be a lot of variations of Loki in the show. Right. I guess Kid Loki is a thing in the comics. We might see that. But in terms of, like, why this Loki would be so rogue, Mm -hmm. like, that could stem from anything. You know what I mean? Like a bad timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I was telling you, like, what if he never even... God. Throat is all fucked up from laughing. (laughs) What if he never even got, like, taken in by Odin? Right. Exactly. Yeah. There could be a timeline where that exists and then this spawns this rogue loki or he did and like he sided with hella right and did all the the shit with her yeah you know and maybe that's why he took like a female form or or stuff like that you know right so definitely and um a good thing to note was i said before in the church there was like a devil on like the uh the stained glass window but you had pointed out actually uh, i saw people talk about this on the reddit but you said it while we watched it like, uh, well, Loki's helmet has horns. Right. So people would think that he would be the devil. That he would be the Or she devil. would be the devil, right. whichever. just from the, the horns alone. Yeah, which is a, a really, like, good detail that I didn't even think of. Because yeah. I was being stupid and I was like, do you think that's Mephisto? Oh, Like, yeah, actually? Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? You're getting all glassy. No, my I was just yawning a lot. Oh, I, I got you. stop. I thought your allergies were acting up. No. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of our, our lead up into the rest of the series. Uh, Owen Wilson's gonna enlist Loki to help, and like me personally, I think Loki's gonna double cross him because like, mm-hmm. like 
they or talk he, about he's really gonna try to i think he actually do i think this loki's gonna like destroy the tva personally yeah because like they were talking about loki like what he does mm-hmm. and owen wilson's like you just inflict pain yeah. like you're not like mischievous or, or anything yeah. for the most part like you just hurt people yeah which would be an obvious setup to why he would destroy the tva right you know what i mean yeah so i think loki's kind of playing them Sort of. Maybe, like, more the long term. I think mm-hmm. right now he's, like, cool with doing whatever. Right. Uh, there is something in here that I think is so incredibly stupid that I wanted to address. Uh, oh, according yeah. to the MCU, uh, Loki is D.B. Cooper, which if stupid. you know anything about history and D.B. Cooper and shit like that, um, you'll know who that is. Yeah. Usually I, I think stuff like that is cool. Or, yeah. like, you take whatever and whatever character and tie them to this event. Yeah. But this is just stupid. Well, yeah, I, I because it's the... an actual, like, real-life conspiracy theory. Yeah. So they're trying... I don't know. I just feel like they're... They thought, like, huh, this would be cool. But I just think that's so stupid, because, like, D.B. Cooper is actually, like, an unsolved case. I guess it was in the trailer, too. I oh, didn't really? even know that. Maybe, I like, one of the before-the-series-came-out yeah. type of thing. I mean, I guess the, the way they did it was to kind of align with the D.B. Cooper thing, because when he got... Because what happens is uh, Loki made a bet with Thor and Heimdall to mm-hmm. go do it. And uh, Heimdall, like, did his, his beam to, to grab Loki back. And, like, yeah. Cash kind of got left behind. Yeah. I know with D.B. Cooper that, like, they found some Cash, but they never found him or his yeah. parachute or anything. Right, so exactly. They tried as best they can to, like, tie it to the real thing. But I think it's stupid as well, fuck. yeah. Like, just, uh, I don't know. Just the fact that he was, like, like, he was on a plane, whatever. And then the lady's, like okay, Mr. Cooper, and then he puts on the sunglasses, and I have to give it to him, he did actually kind of look like D.B. Cooper, sure. the, the sketch, when when they framed it like that. But it was just so dumb. I was like, uh, really? Ah, they thought it was going to be, like, really funny. That's why they put it in there. But yeah. I just didn't think it was that funny. But I'm not sure about you. I'm actually really looking forward to this, because I, I always love, like, time getting fucked with and shit yeah. like that. Like, this is going to be... Regardless of being important to the MCU, I like timeline stuff like this, like weird, yeah, like up isn't up and down right, isn't. Right, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like anything yeah. could be anything. Right. Like I like shit like that. So yeah. What about you? No, I, I feel the same way. I was definitely not looking forward to to <coughs> watching this. I thought it was going to be really dumb and dry, but I was pleasantly surprised. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing where this series goes. Yeah. Nice. Um. I guess, looking respectfully. We're not going to do it for every episode, but, you know, whatever. Good. A little exposition heavy, but, like, it had to be. Well, yeah, it's the first episode. At the very least, you got to get 2012 Loki to 2019 Loki. Yeah, to the present day. That's when Endgame came out? Was it 2019? I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) Maybe 2018. Oh, whatever. I don't know. So long ago, though. Uh, yeah, so we're actually going to hop into our movie discussion, finally, at uh, an hour 20 in. Having fun, though. Damn. We're having fun. I didn't realize we talked that long. Yeah. I mean, the news was... There was a lot to talk about. Uh, so we're going to be talking about The Life Aquatic now. We're going to be talking non-spoilers, then spoilers, I guess. Well, the movie's so old. Should we? What do you think? I'll leave it up to you. Leave it up to me. There aren't that many spoilers, though, really, when you think about it. There's, yeah. like, a couple at All the right. end, but we're there's gonna... really not that many. Yeah, we're just going to talk about it. I mean, the movie's from 2004. Yeah. So we're going to be totally fine to uh, talk about it. But 
I just wanted to pull up some fun fact for Becca really quick. Fun facts for Becca. We should have that as a segment. You think so? I don't know. I just came up with a cool jingle for it, so. Yeah, it was a pretty cool jingle. <laughs> so we're not going to dive too into, sorry, we're not going to dive too into it just yet, but we really like this movie. This movie was great. Yes. I did want to tell Becca, though, and surprise her live on the show that the Life Aquatic is Wes Anderson's worst reviewed movie. <laughs> really? In terms of like his most well-known ones. So I just kind of wanted that. to... Really? I feel like it's a movie that you have to understand to enjoy and not everybody's on that level, you know? Sure. So uh, I'll just put out the review for it. I'm on IMDb, so I got this and then the Metacritic score. With Rotten Tomatoes, I would have to look up every movie individually. Uh, Life Aquatic is a Mm 7.3, Metacritic score of 62. So, yeah. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums, which came out before this, 7.6, Metacritic score of 76. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, he's done a ton of other movies. I'm just doing the more popular ones. Fantastic Mr. Fox, 7.9, Metacritic score of 83. Mm -hmm. Moonrise Kingdom, 7.8, Metacritic score of 84. Grand Budapest Hotel, 8.1, Metacritic score of 88. Mm Mm-hmm. And Isle of Dogs, 7.9, Metacritic score of 82. Damn. So by a decent margin. And I, yeah. I was curious on, like, discourse about this movie. And, yeah, for the most part, it's, like, it's very much in the vein of, like, you either love it or hate it type yeah. thing. In terms I, I, of, I could definitely see it. In yeah. terms of, like, Wes Anderson's backlog, though. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, if this is your first Wes Anderson movie, love or hate type right. thing. yeah. So, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Do you want to get started on it, or do you want me to? You can you can start this. You one. want me to? Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna look at the case here just to get some some juice going. So the movie is about Steve Zizou, mm-hmm. played by Bill Murray. Uh-huh. He is a documentary movie maker. Yeah. Just documentarian, whichever. He seems like kind of like a like a Steve Irwin type, from the documentaries that they show of. Like, ones that he's done previously. I think he's actually based on Jacques Cousteau. I don't know what that is. Uh, I think he was kind of like a, an oceanographer type Oh, thing. okay. Maybe. I'm yeah. not sure. I just, uh, I saw the name. Um, yeah, so he he makes films. Yep. Specifically about animals. Yeah. Not just about the ocean. Right. But he, uh, we find out he did other films about, like, big cats and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of his That's his what, movies. I guess that's why I was saying he seems like a Steve Irwin type. Yeah, Where yeah. he just, like, he films himself, like, going out in the wild and being like, whoa, look at this animal. So. Yeah. Um, so our first introduction to him is he's at, like, a film festival. Mm-hmm. He's showing off his new movie, and it's... Uh, part one. Part one. It's, yeah. Is it called The Life Aquatic? I forget. Uh, yes, yes. It's The Life Aquatic Part One Leopard Shark. Yes. So it's... He's in the ocean, obviously. He's with his friend... Um... Esteban. Was it Esteban? Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't ever see Esteban on no. screen. Uh, spoilers, because he gets eaten by a jaguar shark. Yeah. We don't see that on screen. No. Um, but that's kind of the, the whole crux for the first part of his movie. Yeah. So part one is him finding the shark. It eats his best friend, mm-hmm. who was on his uh, ship with him. Do you remember the name of the ship? The... It started with a B. Did it? I'm going to check the back of the box. Let me see if I can find it. Right. Uh, and, uh, it was something weird, but it started with a B. It started with a B? Um, it was like B-E. 
Yeah, I'm not too sure offhand, actually. I'll just look it up real fast. Okay. I'll wait on you. Uh. Dead air. But yeah, he's on his ship. Um, he's in the ocean. Uh, we don't know if he... He wasn't specifically looking for the jaguar shark before this. What? Did you have I the... found it. What is it? Well, when you type in name of boat in Life Aquatic, it comes up with Calypso. But it right. says this movie is dedicated to Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. And Cousteau's ship was the Calypso. Oh, okay. We'll just but go to Google Images. Zuzo's... Or... Zuzus. Zuz, uh, however the fuck you say it. It's called the Bellafonte. The Bellafonte. Okay, That's there you what go. That's it is. That's gotcha. why I was like, I know it starts with a B. Yeah. Good. Good job. Um, so yeah, we get the introduction. Um, the jaguar shark is a brand new type of shark. Yeah. No. Even in the documentary, uh, Bill Murray, Steve, Steve Zuzu yeah. says it was just the first two words that came to mind. Yeah. Cause, well, yeah, because you see him uh, in the documentary, he like pops out of the water and he's like there was a huge shark it had spots like a jaguar yeah <laughs> and then he calls it the jaguar shark so uh, yeah so like you just said uh, just keep this in mind for for the rest of it mm-hmm. he's at the surface level it looked like they were scuba diving yeah they thing. were yeah yeah uh he ends up tagging it so he's yep. able to track it throughout the ocean and that's kind of like the first part of his documentary he's kind of Hint, hinting that he wants to go back. Mm-hmm. He wants to get revenge for his best friend yeah. and kill the jaguar shark. Maybe with dynamite. Yeah. He specifically so he says, says a few that. times, maybe with dynamite. Maybe with dynamite. Yeah. So that's, so it, it, it opens up on us watching the first part of the film. And then from there, the rest of the movie is following him along while he films the part two of the jaguar shark. Yeah. While he's trying to... To find the shark yeah, that killed his friend, so exactly. then he can get revenge on yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, it's um he is getting filmed a lot of the time. Yeah, because but it's not like it's not like this like first person like no. you're in the eye of the cameraman no. type thing. It's still like a, a third person kind of yeah. view on it. It's almost like you're part of the crew, yes. like watching everything that's going on. Yeah, uh, I do want to address the Belafonte for a second, just so we don't miss it. Uh, we do get I think two times in the movie. Where we get like the full set of the oh, ship, yeah. and the That's way it's awesome. set up, it's like they took a ship, they cut it in half, yeah, and you could see inside the ship yeah. and everyone walking through it, yeah. When they first show the Belafonte, they go through all the different rooms of it, mm-hmm. and yeah, like we have characters walking through it. It's yeah. a giant stage set, yeah, obviously, but it kind of looks like it reminded me almost of like a like a dollhouse, sure, where yeah, you yeah, like the way it's open it, it up, up, and then you can see all the rooms with all the people in it and everything, and yeah, so we just like follow them along. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, it's such a good set piece. It really is. So we get all the, uh, yeah, so all the different cabins and, like, the all the different rooms of the ship. We also get the underbelly of the ship where they keep two dolphins. Yep. Was it dolphins, right? Yeah, there's, like, two dolphins that are always swimming with the ship. And then they also have an orca whale, which they don't show <laughs> during that part. It comes up, like, later in the movie and it's just for, like, a split second. Yeah. But. Maybe uh, it was just showing up. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. So, 
yeah, so Steve shows off his documentary. A lot of people just don't give a shit about it. Yeah. Because it's just, who cares, whatever. And they don't think that it's real either. They're like, you didn't see a giant jaguar shark. Because didn't, when he, come, he comes out of the water, they're like, he's oxygen deprived. Like, don't believe what he's he saying. Has he has crazy eyes. crazy eyes. And it like zooms in and he has like little spirals in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, it's real. It's so real. good. Um, so we're actually going to take a pause here and just address the cast of this movie. Yeah. So like I said, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson's in this movie, yeah. Kate Blanchett, which mm-hmm. if you guys aren't familiar, she played Hella in mm-hmm. the MCU. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is in this. Yep. And I think this, not confirmed, but I feel like this is one of the earlier roles of Matthew, Matthew Gray Goublet from Criminal oh, Minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, am I missing anyone? Oh, and uh, fucking Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe yeah. is uh, Klaus. Klaus, who's like a, yeah. an angry German. Yeah. <laughs> fucking He's great. great. Um, so, yeah, we kind of get like the after party of that. We're following Steve and you kind of start getting like the the hints of his character. Yeah. I said like this is the first time I've like said this about a character. He's eccentric. He really is. But like the more that like I watch it and like think about it, I'm like, he's such a fucking asshole. Yeah, he is. And it's just the way that Bill Murray plays him is he's so straight. Yep. It's, uh, I, again, we haven't seen a Wes Anderson movie before. Maybe we right. didn't say that. Uh, but, like, the humor is so dry. Oh, yeah. And it's so deadpan. Yeah. And I love shit like this. Yeah. And, like, just the way that Bill Murray plays it. Like, he... <laughs> Want to go up in my hot air balloon? Yeah. Like, his energy is so chaotic. Right? Like, he's so chaotic. It reminded me of one of our friends, honestly, John. Yeah. But, like, just, like, the the chaotic energy of just, like, jumping from one thing to the next. Because the way Bill Murray plays him is he'll be having a normal conversation and then he'll say something really, like, like, he'll, like the one time. Yeah. He was just having a conversation with, uh, I forget. Kate Blanchett's character. Yeah. I forget what her name She's was. a journalist. Yeah. You can just call her the journalist. Yeah. And so he's having a conversation with her and then he's like, you want to go up in my hot air balloon? She's keep, like, what? <laughs> keep in mind they're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, they're on a boat. They're on a motherfucking boat. He's like, you want to go up in my hot air balloon? So the idea that he prioritizes having a hot air balloon yes. on a ship yeah, is just exactly. like, that's his mind. Yeah. Essentially. Exa- it's so chaotic. It's so all over the place. And I love it. <laughs> so uh, we, we're still having the after party after first show. Showing off mm-hmm. the film, uh, he runs into Owen Wilson's character, whose yep. name is Ned. Yep. And throughout the course of the movie, we slowly start finding out more about him. Uh, but specifically, he comes in at Bill Murray. He's like, "Hey, my mom knew you. Yeah. You guys had slept together, and I think I'm your son." Yeah. Type thing. We never get any official confirmation throughout the rest of the movie. No. We actually get things later in the movie to disprove that. Right. So it's um, it's really. It's not really up to interpretation. It's more so he's not his son. Yeah. But the um, the energy still between there is kind of what helps carry a lot of the, the movie. Right. It's it's great. The the way they interact with each other. Um, when, God, when they were first meeting, uh, Bill Murray was asking, like, do you want to have, like, my last name? Oh, yeah. Like, he was like, do you want to change your name? Yeah. Do you want to change your name? <laughs> And then, like, they're talking, and he's like, well, what would you have named me? He's like, well, I would have named you Kingsley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's <laughs> Can like, I call you Kingsley? Yeah, well, because he's he said, yeah, like, I want you to be, like, part of my team. Yeah, like, yeah. And then he's like, do you want to change your first name? And <laughs> Ned's like, no, I think Ned's fine. And then Steve's like, I would have named you Kingsley. Yeah. And he's like, I, I like Ned. And then for the rest of the movie... They, like, whatever you, like, see Ned's name, like, written out or whatever, it's 
Kingsley, Ned, Zizzo. Yeah. The, yeah, the Ned is in quotation marks. Yeah, like, that's like, uh, so yeah, he calls him Kingsley. <laughs> so they, they interact for, like, maybe 10, 15 more minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he agrees to to at least go with him to his island, because yep. Steve Zizou has his own island. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> and uh, throughout, the, it's kind of starting there, a little bit in the, the dinner party, but we kind of start seeing the the struggling relationship between him and his wife. Yeah. Because he just doesn't really give a shit about her yeah. all that much. Mm-hmm. Like she comes with a uh, comes up with the ideas, and he just he doesn't really care. Right. She's um. We don't see like her family too much, but like we get told that like she's rich. Yeah. She comes with like a rich family, and she's yeah. the one who kind of funds all, all the expeditions yeah. that he gets to just fuck around on. Yeah, and she used to be married to Jeff Goldblum's character. Yes. Which, as Steve refers to him as. His nemesis. Yeah, his nemesis. <laughs> Which I thought was great because he was like, they were having a conversation at the dinner party and then he like introduced uh, Jeff Goldblum's character like as his nemesis. And I was like, what kind of guy just does that? Like, this is my nemesis. Yeah. Like, you're actually like saying that. My nemesis. <laughs> and like, Jeff Goldblum doesn't even do anything that's like inherently shitty. He's no. just obviously like a bit snobbier because yeah. he knows that he's better. Yeah. But, and like... I think like he's like a competing like, Oceanographer. Wow. You could finish that, sorry. Oceanag. I think it's just oceanographer. You're putting too many syllables in it. I was trying to say, like, oceanographic. That's too much. Is that a word? Can I stand on that hill? You can... (laughs) Can I stand on the hill of oceanographic? Put put one foot on that hill. You were, you were but continuing. But yes, that's what Jeff Goldblum does in this movie. That's what Jeff... Okay, that's it. That that's the it. only thread you had. Okay. So, yeah, he, he has struggling issues with his wife. Uh, she eventually leaves him a little bit later in the movie. Mm-hmm. And we we start getting, like, the, uh, the relationship between Bill Murray and his crew when yeah. they're on the island. <laughs> that's kind of when we get our first bit of Willem Dafoe's character, Klaus, mm-hmm. who is the second-in-command... Or he's the leader of B-Team, yes. which we, we do get later yes. in the movie. Um, I st- okay, so we uh, Owen Wilson like spends the night yeah. just to do whatever. I think uh, the day after, or maybe when he gets on the boat, he calls his captain because he's actually a pilot. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, I'm just going to see this through because yeah. like, he had his own life. But yeah. he just wanted to, to see if this was his dad. Try yeah. to be with him for a little bit because... Yeah. I think they say he's, like, 52 in the movie, Bill Murray's character. Yeah. So, obviously, he's getting older. Yeah. He, if that's his dad, he wants to try to be with right. him before anything, yeah. whatever happens. Exactly. Uh, I do want to address, Owen Wilson does great in this movie. Yeah. I've never seen him really act before. Right. But this was great. Yeah, this was good. So, we get our first hint of uh, Steve interacting with, like, uh, wildlife. Yeah. When he tells Ned to come out to the beach, and there's 200... Uh, he just called them normal jellyfish or whatever yeah. like that. And then that's when we, uh, get like our documentary crew filming it. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray's talking about it. And then Cate Blanchett's character comes up. She says, those are actually a Vietnamese man of war. Yeah. Which if, I don't know if you know. I don't. But if anyone else knows anything about jellyfish, those are the most poisonous jellyfish oh, shit. ever. <laughs> like if they touch you, they will kill you. Oh my God. Type shit. And there's 200 around and they're just fucking who cares about it. Right. And then when she says that, uh, Steve was like, 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so we actually, that's our first uh, introduction of Kate Blanchett, the journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually supposed to be picked up by somebody from Steve's crew. Yeah. They forgot. They so forgot she, she said that she paid a drunk to boat her like four hours out to yeah, the island. to the island. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve's like, well, why would you do that? And she's like, someone was supposed to pick me up, but nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. One of my guys was supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the first semblance of our our crew mm-hmm. coming together. Uh, the next day is kind of I think when we we set sail, we get headed out right. Mm-hmm. After well, they they, spend the night. they have to get like the the funding first because that's when uh, Steve's wife is like, I'm not gonna fund this expedition. I think it's dumb that like you're going after the shark that you don't even know exists. And then that's when Ned is like. Hey, um, since my mom just died, <laughs> I have this really big inheritance. I, I'll, I want, oof, I'm going to invest it into your expedition. So, like, that's how they get the money to, like, actually set sail and go on the expedition. And the movie does, like, a good job of, like, kind of throwing sad stuff on you, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really, like, dwell on it. Right. Because, like, he says his mom died. We find out, like, she killed herself, killed herself. basically, with yeah. sleeping pills because she had... Cancer. Ovarian cancer that spread to her, what her I stomach forget, and her liver or something, yeah, something it, bad. It spread pretty bad, and that's um, Ned even says to Steve originally, because um, Steve was like, "Oh yeah, how's how's your mom doing?" And Ned's like, "Oh, she, you know, she passed away like a month ago or whatever." Yeah. And then he eventually asks, like, "Oh well, can I ask, you know, how?" And Ned just said, "Well, she took her own life because she was in a lot of pain." Um, so it's assumed there that, you know, like she probably had some health issues going on. Um, and then later on it's explained that like she had cancer, like really, really bad. And like, that's why she ended up taking her own life. Yeah. But like I said, like the, uh, the film, like a few times, like throws sad stuff at Mm -hmm. you, but like, it doesn't, it's more so for like you to think about, obviously with that, like there's not a whole lot of thinking, but once we get a bit later with, um, Steve, Steve's the zoo, um, he has a lot of sadness in him. Yeah. Because, like, he, uh, when he eventually goes to talk to his wife, kind of later in the movie, mm-hmm. um, he knows, like, he's kind of at, like, the end of his career. career right? Like, he's like, I just want to go home at this point and just yeah. give up and stop type thing. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, he's older. Like, he doesn't have a whole lot. He can't afford anything. Right. Obviously. Well, and he's getting to the point, too, where, like, people aren't as interested anymore. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, he used to be, like, really popular and all this stuff. And now, like, the interest in him is going down, which is why the journalist is even there. Because she's, you know, going to do a cover story on them that's supposed to bring, like, a bunch of publicity back to him, which is going to be, you know, good press for him or whatever. So... Yeah, like, you do see throughout the movie where his career is kind of falling apart, almost, and, like, he's struggling to come to terms with that, so it's really interesting. It's definitely something that happens to to older people like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, the fame fades. Yeah, with anything. I mean, like, you could even take it in a modern approach with, like, YouTube and and shit like that, you know? Like, people just... Fade out. Yeah. Yeah. That's don't have happens. the same following that they used to. And right. and that's kind of like what we're getting with this character. So uh, we set out the next day and that's kind of when we get uh, Ned, who's officially a part of Team Zazu. Yeah. He gets the, I'll make sure you get a, uh, a beanie and a Speedo. Yeah. Right. Was that yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, if you've seen anything on the Life Aquatic, they have like these bright blue shirts and they mm-hmm. all wear red beanies. Yeah. 
Um, and then we get my favorite part of the movie, <laughs> my favorite line of the movie, when um, because everyone on everyone on Team Zazu carries a Glock. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he's talking to to Owen Wilson about it, and he leads over to like uh, I don't know who she his is wife. really. No, not his wife. It was uh, the other woman who works on the ship, Anne Marie. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm not really sure what she I does if she just she helps really with does. shit. Yeah. But he's like, Anne-Marie, do the interns get Glocks? <laughs> <laughs> just something about that is so good. Yeah. And she's like, no, they all share one. And yeah. he's like, I'll just take this. Yeah. He just gives them a fucking Glock. Uh, and yeah, we do have interns on the boat. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're there for college credits. Yeah. I'll spoil this too. At the end of the movie, um, I think there's seven of them. Six of them leave. Yeah. And he's like... Well, you guys are leaving halfway, so I can't give you full credit. Yeah, you're going to get an incomplete, (laughs) which is great, because the reason that they leave is, like, because they're getting hurt, like, physically and everything. We'll get to it in a second. There's pirates. There's a pirate attack, like, legit a pirate attack, and they want to leave. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh, well, you're going to get an incomplete. (laughs) Such an asshole. Um, So, yeah, we set out kind of our first day, and that's kind of when... We uh, start getting more of the formation between Ned and Bill Murray's, like, father-son mm-hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's, like, uh, definitely within the movie. It's very prevalent at the end. But it's cool kind of seeing their relationship grow and, like, the way that they kind of work off of each other. And, like, they are very similar. I mean, yeah. Ned's more, like, uh, like feet on the ground. Yeah. Like, level-headed, like, nice. Mm-hmm. And, like, Bill Murray is, like, kind of... Yeah, I guess he's kind of the opposite. Yeah. But, like, the way that they work together, they, like, reach a good balance type of thing. exactly. And Ned is, like, down for anything. Like, anything that they do, like, he's like, all right, I'll do it. I mean, when they're practicing... what does he have to lose at this point? When they're practicing uh, for, like, diving and shit like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We get a a scene of Ned who's going into a pool. Uh He's doing, like, the normal diver thing. You know, you go backwards with your your tank and everything. And we cut, and he's getting CPR. (laughs) Because he he was drowning. Yeah, because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> because he said, I'm not a strong swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve's like, ah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, because he's like, yeah, nobody here knows what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, Such a good cut, though, too. Just yeah. cut to him getting, like, CPR. straight yeah. up CPR type shit. Um, I don't really know where to go from here. A lot of it's just, like, the adventure. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to explain all that much of it. Right. Because between that and the pirates, it's just, like, it's character building. Well, it's yeah. really just a lot yeah, of, like, spending exactly. time with them and getting to know them yeah. and, like, other wacky shenanigans mm. that they, they get up to. Uh, and I can definitely see, like, why people wouldn't be super into this, like, if they're bored. Yeah. Like, I would get it. I, I totally understand uh, all the claims about it. Yeah. That it's bored and kind of messy. Right. Um, I do think it has a good style to it, though. I, I do like it stylistically. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, one of the negatives that I have while, like, thinking about it more is, like, the way that the pirate stuff was implemented was, like, not well done. I just, I feel like the way, because, like, you have the pirates come on, sure, whatever. Yeah. But, like, and they do lead you to, like, your final act of the mm-hmm. movie, essentially. But I just feel like it was kind of weird. Like, I don't know. It was, it wasn't just weird, like, in a a kooky way yeah it was just weird and like it didn't really like flow well yeah i just feel like it was like a a jarring like cut between this is act one and this is act two yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it is funny though because when they get raided by pirates uh like we said everyone on team zazu has a glock yep 
They do not shoot them once. They do no. not defend the boat. They no. all get kidnapped. They don't. They all get tied up yeah, on the boat. They're like hostages. And the only reason they got out was because Bill Murray was fed up with it, so he broke out of his bonds yeah. and he like ran up to one and punched him and took his gun. Yeah. And then just somehow one fifty-year-old with a gun was enough to get thirty pirates off the yeah, ship. I guess it's fine. I just thought that was funny. They uh, they make such a big deal about like the guns. There's even like a few scenes where like the people are like strapping up, yeah, like, putting the strap yeah, on. With they the, don't the actually use. They them never for use the guns. Yeah, they're just for show. We do have a fun though, scene though too because they want to uh, hunt the jaguar shark mm-hmm. and track it. So they break into Jeff Goldblum's kind of like sort of like water tower in a way. Yeah, it was some not sort a water of tower, but... research facility that yeah, is like a in the ocean huge place or whatever yeah so they break in there steve tells them to steal everything well i like how they broke in first like because the whole crew is standing outside of this like ocean tower it's like raining they're in the middle of the ocean yeah like and somebody goes oh you forgot the keys (laughs) and steve is like trying to break into this place but he didn't tell the crew that they have to break in because he's like Oh yeah, like I I can go in there. It's totally fine. It's totally cool. And then they have to like break in and he's like, "Well, it's all for science. We're all scientists, so it's fine." I love when they break in and like the alarm starts going off. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, they left the alarm on." Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's trying to play it off like I'm totally allowed to be here, but they're breaking in. They I just even... love that somebody was like, "Oh, you forgot Keys. They even take the the coffee machine. Yeah, Steve's the espresso like, does that machine? thing make cappuccino? And they're yeah. like, yeah. He's like, just take it. <laughs> but like, I thought it was funny because he said that he wanted a cappuccino. And correct me, but later in the movie, he's like, can someone make me a latte? Yeah. He never even gets a cappuccino. No. Like, I love like little shit like that. Whether yeah. it's intentional or not, I just find like stuff where you have to pay attention like that funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's not even like a, a huge payoff. It's just like. That's cute. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That just yeah. shows more of his character. He's right. just like, he's so like in the moment. Like he doesn't oh, even yeah, think no. about like. <laughs> he doesn't care. It's like, all. oh, a cappuccino would sound good right now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they, he makes all the interns carry all the shit out yeah. for them. He's like, we have seven minutes before the Coast Guard yeah, shows up. Exactly. So we have to hurry. <laughs> we have to hurry. He's like, grab everything that you can and get it back on the boat. And everybody literally thought that they were just going there for research. Because, again, he did not tell the crew that they were breaking into this place. And then he was talking about, um, what was Jeff Goldblum's character? Was it, was the last name Hennessy? I, I, I almost want to say it was Hennessy. Yeah, I, it was something like that. But they were saying, like, is he okay if we take all this stuff? And uh, Steve's like, yeah, no, he's fine. It's he, fine. He knows that it's yeah. me type yeah. shit. And then eventually we we get uh, Jeff Goldblum later in the movie. He's like, somebody raided all my stuff. Yeah. Like, all my research facility yeah, was broken into. Broke in. And Steve was like, it's probably the pirates who uh, just got off our ship, too. Yeah, they must yeah. be just going around. Yeah. <laughs> and then even later in the movie, Jeff Goldblum is, like, walking around the, the Belafonte. And he's like, is this my cappuccino <laughs> machine? Why would they take my cappuccino machine? Oh, my God. So good. Yeah, um, it is. So yeah, like I was saying, we kind of get like our, our second act of the the pirates. Yep. Uh, that's kind of like our connective tissue between going through the ocean and getting to the jaguar shark. Yep. 
you had said during the movie that they said that it would be like a three-day expedition. Well, yeah, originally when they started off, so they have the tracker on the shark. And so the one, the one, I don't know if it was an intern or, or what, but he's like, from our placement now to there, it should be like a, like a four-day trip, you know? <laughs> and then it ends up being like this huge long trip because like, what is it? It like cuts to like day, like... At the very least, I remember it's been like 30 days or 29 days yeah, or something like, like that. like it's been forever. <laughs> it was supposed to be like a four-day trip. It's insane. But it's because they had to do all this side, these side quests... <laughs> I had to do side quests. <laughs> they strayed from the main storyline. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, so yeah, we'll just, I guess, cut to the pirates now, essentially. <laughs> um, we get the pirates, they attack the ship. They end up taking, it was the guy, okay, so this was kind of convoluted. It was... It's the broker. The broker who worked for the bank that... Owen yeah. Wilson's money was going to. Yeah. And the bank wanted to make sure that Steve wasn't spending on anything stupid. Right. So they sent the broker to go as with like them. As like a representative. Yeah, as a yeah. rep so that they could keep an eye on him type shit. Right. He ends up getting kidnapped. Because he can speak Filipino <laughs> and that's where the pirates are from. <laughs> Which, like, that's reason enough, it's I guess? so weird. Well, because they were going to take somebody else. They were going to take Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah. They were going to take Ned. And then all of a sudden, the the broker starts like speaking Filipino to to the, the pirates, and they're like, "We're gonna take this guy instead." He literally says, <laughs> "Well, now they're gonna take me because they know I speak Filipino." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it didn't make any sense. So ridiculous. Um, it's funny too. The the pirates ended up. Uh, Bill Murray killed one of them. Yeah. It, which we'll get to because that scene was great. Yeah. And uh, they left one of their dogs. Which was a three-legged dog. <laughs> yeah, three-legged that... dog. And they're like, what amateurs? They left their dog behind. <laughs> Which uh, Bill Murray eventually names Cody. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny because when they uh, they kill the guy, they're, uh, they were going to have like a funeral for him. Like throw mm-hmm. him on like off the side of the boat, do whatever. And uh, on that side, Jeff Goldblum's boat actually came over. <laughs> and he was like, you know... Uh, I think Bill Murray had sent out like a distress signal type thing. Cause they yeah, were yeah, because they... they... The pirates, like, fucked with their engine or, yeah. like, stole all of the gas or something, so they were stranded. So, yeah, they sent out a distress signal, and Jeff Goldblum's ship, like, picked it up. And they uh, stole all of uh, Owen Wilson's money. Because they yeah. literally picked up the safe and stole oh, it. Oh, yeah, they stole How the heavy that safe would be and yeah. to weigh down a boat. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Whatever. But, like, they were going to push him on that side. And Bill Murray's like, pick him up and dump him on the other <laughs> side. Well, yeah, because the interns are like, well, what do we do with this guy? And he's like, just throw him over the other <laughs> side. Like, so casual. Yeah, just the way he says it, it's like, just get rid of this thing. Yeah, like, like just, just throw him over the other side. It's fine. So that's when Jeff Goldblum comes in. He ends up towing him to the uh, the closest port. I believe, right? I think so. And like he has like a like a house on that island or whatever. Well, that's where his uh, his wife was. Yeah, yeah. But that's like where they were going or wherever. Oh, okay. So like that's the farthest they could take them. Sure. Okay. So that's uh when we had mentioned before. That's kind of when like he has his heart to heart with his wife yep. and kind of says like, you know, I'm getting older. I yeah. I realize this and mm. like, you know, his facade starts to crack a little bit. Yeah. Uh, can you refresh my memory? I forget if he addresses Ned at all in this. Like, if he talks about him being his son or anything. I don't remember specifically, like, him and his wife talking. 
talking about Ned, really. Okay. I mean, his wife talks to Ned one-on-one. Yeah. But I don't remember, like, Bill Murray saying anything. Okay. I just wanted to clarify, because the, yeah. the next part, in terms of their relationship that we find out, yeah, is when uh, Steve's wife is talking to Kate Blanchett, who's the journalist, yeah. and she says, well, it's interesting because steve shoots blanks yeah and she said i think it's because he spent half his life in the ocean yeah which i don't know if that would happen i don't know who um knows. but yeah she basically says ned can't be his kid well right yeah because actually she and uh steve talk about the fact he says um he doesn't address ned but he says to his wife oh i wish we would have had kids and then he says but you were you were on the cusp of like not of being too old and she was like i was 35 <laughs> and he's like whatever i thought she said i was 28 maybe I was. oh wrong. maybe maybe that like, i just remember young. like she was she was pre-menopausal yeah for sure by a lot but it's interesting because like when you go to the beginning of the movie um steve was talking to, to ned about like being a father and shit like yeah. that yeah and he's like, I hate fathers. Yeah. Like, I never want to. I never wanted to be one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's it's kind of cool seeing that that growth across the, the movie, even right. though two people who aren't related, like they end up kind of getting what they both needed. Right. In, in terms of like. Exactly. You know. Well, and the uh, thing is. We, no, go ahead. I was going to talk about Ned when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, because he had actually been following the team's zoo yeah. since he was like 11. Mm-hmm. He had like cataloged animals that like he found in his backyard mm-hmm. and, and cute stuff like that. And he had uh, sent a letter to, to, Steve, to Steve to kind of tell him and yeah. everything like that. And it was funny because <laughs> they kind of under- undercut the moment a little bit because yeah. Steve's like, oh, like, do you remember like when you sent it or something like that? Because I always made sure to like read the letters reply and reply to all of I them could, yeah and it was like the most generic response yeah i forget what the the phrase on the bottom was remember it was like uh don't not don't read out loud but it was like something really generic remember it sounded like an intern had wrote it oh yeah i, I don't remember oh he was like it was like well the the thing at the bottom was tell your mom i said hi or something like that like or like Something addressing okay. something addressing the fact that he knew who his mom was, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. I just meant, like, he, he had something on it that made it sound so generic. Oh. And, like, even uh, Steve was like, wow, I really uh, fucked up that one, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? It was something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it kind of showed, like, the, the start of, like, where the relationship was, like, that Ned had been following him, like, his mm-hmm. whole career and... We I don't know if Ned ever said that his mom told him that he was Steve's son. Mm, I don't think he ever says that, but he asked Steve, uh, when did you find out about me? Yeah. And Steve says like five years ago or something like that. Which was a lie. but Which was a lie because then we later find out that he knew about him like since his birth. Yeah. And like he knew that like... It was possibly his son, and he just never did anything about it. Exactly. I forget where I was in uh, timeline wise. Oh yeah, I was talking about like the heart to heart with yeah. his his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, it's almost like the flip to where you kind of see more of his heart at yeah. that point. That mm-hmm. like you know he, even though his career is kind of going, like he still wanted to to be there for who he thinks might be his son. Right. Exactly. And he never addresses the fact that he's sterile. 
like his wife does. Like maybe she's the one who he might not know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like maybe she's the one who uh yeah kind of more so knows. Right. I mean, because it's <clears throat> honestly, I mean, I don't want to say it's like pretty common. But it's a it's a thing sometimes where, you know, like women can't get pregnant, so they go in and get a bunch of tests done and it ends up being the the guy that is the, the sterile one. True. So It's funny though too, because there was like a little cute moment and Steve loves animals and everything like yeah. that. And there was a lizard crawling on his hand and he flicks it off. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> gross. Um, Which also I just side note. I, I know that you said that Wes Anderson does, like, stop-motion type stuff. Mm-hmm. I really liked the the scenes um, when that was, like, played into the movie. Like, like with the lizard. It wasn't a real lizard. It was, like, a fake little, like, stop-motion lizard that he, like, flicked off his hand. Like, the animals that they show, like, underwater and everything, it's not real. Like, it's all, like, the stop-motion type stuff. And it was just so cool to see. It really added to, like, the aesthetic of the the movie in a way. You know? Like, the fantasy aspect of it. Yeah. Do you want to to wrap it up? Do you want to, like, take the reins for the rest of it? Because from there we go to, like, the pirates and then we get to the shark. Okay. Uh, So from there we kind of refuel and, like, get gas and all that. Yep. And then we... They have to go find a broker. We literally seal Team 6 it. They run in with, like, wetsuits and shit like that, and they yeah. have all their, their Glocks drawn. Yeah. And they're just trying to look for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an island that they had heard of, and it was basically... It used to be a hotel there that was yeah. uh, like destroyed. A, yeah, during, it... like, a hurricane or typhoon. Typhoon, yeah. Typhoon. <laughs> I can find monsoon and typhoon. <laughs> that could be a thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we go there. We we beat the bad guys, essentially. We get the broker back. Yeah. And there was, like, a little funny joke when they were trying to, like, find the island. Uh, it was either his wife or Kate Blanchett pointed where the island was. Yeah. And Bill Murray pointed to the other one that was next to him instead. And then did she point at it again? Yeah, like the she pointed one? at the right island. <laughs> yeah. Because he just came up and he was like, all right, guys, we're going to go to this island. And she just, like, points to the other one. one so that, like, Steve doesn't see it, but, like, everybody else sees it. And she's like, that one. Yeah. Such good, like, just, like, quiet humor. Do you well, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, like you just... have to, you kind of have to pay attention, like, to get the, the humor. It's not just, like, outward, like, haha, here's the punchline. It's subtle, but it makes it so good. Yeah. So after we rescue the broker, we kind of start going into the end where we're trying to find the jaguar shark. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned and Steve end up taking the helicopter. They're kind of like flying around uh, trying to look for the jaguar shark. And they... What? Isn't there a part where they they have to go on another s- side quest because there's another tracker, remember? And it's There was like another the, tracker. It was in the... Wasn't was there like, like the a crash plane? plane? Yeah. I don't remember what came out of that, though. Did anything come out of that? I'm not sure. I think I they just remember. wanted to see what it was. Well, yeah, they wanted to see what it was, and they thought it was maybe like a research turtle or whatever. And they like dove down, and it was the black box of this crashed plane. Yeah. I don't remember off the I don't there remember was... what came out of it. Yeah. Sorry. I no, just like... Fine. I, I just remember that, and I, I couldn't remember what came out of it. But, oh, no, you're good. Because it was just one of their side quests that they went on that didn't yeah. <laughs> really pertain to anything, but they were like, we're going on an adventure. Gotta do it. So, so yeah, we 
take the plane we or the helicopter we're trying to look uh helicopter super shitty so it crashes into the ocean yeah. uh and that's when unfortunately owen wilson's character ned dies yeah. from the crash yeah uh, i really like the way that they did it it was like obviously in the ocean the, the mm. waves are bobbing and shit like that and then after a few bobs, like, underneath the water's red yeah. type thing, which... Yeah, like, somebody's bleeding really, really bad. Yeah, it looked like his leg got hit really bad. Yeah. I- I'm assuming, like, one of the big arteries yeah. type thing. And he just bled out. Yeah. yeah. So they end up taking him... Uh, Bill Murray takes him to, like, the closest island. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I think he, he, like, drags him or... I don't know how close they were, because they were in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And then he was, like, walking up to the shore. So yeah. I don't know if he swam with him. Yeah, Because that would know. be hard as shit. Yeah. Um, they didn't really show that. <laughs> so they end up like burying his body, mm-hmm. and then they, they well, don't they dump it at sea? Well, that's but they like buried it in like the coffin. <laughs> oh yeah, they had a coffin, and they had some of his like fellow pilots from Kentucky. Did like, they? Yeah, remember? I don't remember that. They were helping carry the casket. Those were the guys in uniforms, and they uh, brought okay. they because. The scene opens and there's like two like seaplanes next to the boat. Oh, and God. then we like zoom in on like the casket and there's Steve's team. And then there's like these Kentucky airline pilots <laughs> that are there that Owen, that Ned used to work with. And they're there and they like, you know, like they're at the funeral and then they just fly away. <laughs> Which I just love the idea of like, oh my God. One of our crew members just died. Let's call in the the people that he used to work with. They dropped everything and immediately <laughs> and they, got they, there. They came there to bury his body and then they just left. <laughs> see, that's what I mean. I could totally see the argument if people, like, the movie doesn't make sense yeah. type thing. Because, like, you can nitpick that shit if you want well, to. Well, yeah, it it's... doesn't... Sure. Logically and plausibly, it doesn't make any sense. But... In this movie, I just think it's great that, like, it's just, like, the small details like that. Yeah. You know? And um, after we have, like, his short funeral, we uh, end up... Bill Murray kind of has, like, that final motivation, like, we gotta see this through. Yeah. So they're still right on top of the tracker, so they take their submarine. Mm -hmm. And, again, this is another thing where you could deny it or whatever, because um, I had said when we first see bill murray who claims i've seen the shark he was like out of the water type thing like uh, in the ocean still but like Mm. above but when we find the jaguar shark which we do because it's real yeah uh it's like at the bottom of the the ocean like it's black down there like pitch black type shit um and it was a really cool moment just seeing the shark like slowly swim up and like it did have all the spots and everything all over it and it was like the stop motion type of like animation yeah yeah and that was kind of like uh kind of like steve's he finally saw it through type thing like he could rest right well and the big revelation too was you know they're like oh you're not gonna kill it and he was like no i'm gonna leave it alone and then he like sidebars and he's like plus we're out of dynamite yeah (laughs) i still do like um like this was such a big deal to him and like one of the lines that he says like i wonder if it remembers me yeah type shit which is it's interesting because like you can totally tie that into, like, how he wants the rest of the world to view him. Right. You know, like, I exactly. wonder if they'll remember me right. type shit. Exactly. Which is, it's important for somebody like that whose yeah. whole life has been dedicated to, in, like, a broad sense, entertainment right. or research purposes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it definitely kind of, like, showed, like, a reflection of how he was yeah. feeling at that time. Exactly. Like, and based on the implication, like, I feel like that that was supposed to be, like, his last film. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of got that because... Yeah. 
uh, we take that film and like we have the big festival yep. and he's he was hanging outside with uh, just a random kid. Yeah, I believe. And then the uh, the film ended. Everyone came out and he just like put the kid on his shoulders. And yeah, like we said, like earlier before, he said he didn't want to be a father. Right. Type shit. Didn't mm-hmm. want anything to do with kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like Owen Wilson kind of like opened his heart. Yeah. Like Steve's heart. Right. Throughout the course of the movie. And, you know. Yeah. Kind of helped him to hopefully become a better person. Right. Even though he wasn't his true, like, biological son. Yeah. He, you know, Steve didn't know that. And so he was like, yeah, I guess, like, I will take the responsibility and, like, of being your dad and everything. So, yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, it was cool just seeing, like, the <clears throat> everything tie up neatly. Yeah. And like I said, it's so not in your face about it. It's like up no. to you to kind of like if you want to look to at it surface it. level, it's like, wow, he found the shark. He's really happy he found the shark. But yeah. it's like if you look at it, it's more like, yeah, you know, he he lost his best friend to this. He lost yeah. his adopted son to right. this, like this endeavor yeah. type thing. Like exactly, you know, he finally saw everything through right. and yeah, he finished it. Well, just the character development of Steve alone in this movie is just wonderful. Because he goes from being this, you know, arrogant asshole type to being, you know, like a, a caring, more down-to-earth guy. Yeah. You know? And I think so, a lot of it was just from losing his son. Well, yeah, you know? exactly. Like, exactly. And, like, learning about himself more through mm-hmm. that experience. Yeah. So I think that's about it for the movie. Yeah, that's... that's Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this. Uh, just to, to recap it quick. All the acting was great. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to address... We didn't talk a whole lot about the rest of the crew but like something about like them going on all these adventures they yeah. always looked bored yeah which like i loved that energy to it which they're like used to it yeah they're yeah. used to all this crazy shit happening i mean klaus was like kind of animated like when we would well, cut to him yeah. and shit like that but like the the way like the crew like yeah they got kidnapped and blindfolded and shit but like yeah. nobody was really freaking out or no, anything there well because so- they had a scene about that too remember he was like all right, guys, I understand if you want to quit, like, with what just happened, so cross the line if you want to quit. And, like, the interns cross, and then, like, the one, like, main girl, I forget her name, but she's, like... I think Anne-Marie. Yeah, because she's the one that's, like, don't go into uncharted waters, or unprotected waters, and Steve's, like, no, it'll get us there faster, so we're gonna do it. So, like, she and the interns, like, leave. But it was, like, so minute, because he's, like... (laughs) Your way is like four inches or something, yeah. and my way is one point five. Yeah. It's quicker. Yeah, like it didn't make any sense. But <laughs> and because of like... that, they ran into pirates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I did want to quickly address while yeah. we're talking about the crew. Um, they didn't. I don't know if they ever said his name, uh, and I forget if he was Spanish or something like that. But oh, Pedro. Was it just Pedro? I believe it was Pedro. Yeah, the guy that sings the whole time. The whole time he's, like, in the movie, he's just playing guitar, acoustic guitar, and he's just singing David Bowie songs. Yeah. But in his native language. Is it Portuguese? Yeah. Okay. He was just singing everything in Portuguese. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. I don't know any Bowie songs. I did know the name, uh, because we had closed captions on yeah when ziggy stardust popped up yeah oh that's bowie but then i found out every song he did was yeah like all of the music in the in the film was david bowie and the the music in this film beautiful beautiful it elevates the story and the adventure so much i just felt like i was there Mm -hmm. on the boat like watching this guy just like play his guitar because he doesn't have anything else to do and so he's just sitting there like singing like it it makes you feel like you're there with them like this guy's just like sitting around dicking around singing a song like (laughs) 
It's like, oh my god, I'm on this boat with them. I also loved how, like, he didn't do anything else. Like, his job on the boat was just to play music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was just there. Yeah, super cute. Uh, yeah. Like we said, haven't seen another Wes Anderson movie. I really want to try to get, like, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Grand Budapest, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if I addressed it. This movie's rated R. So I kind of, I don't know if Wes Anderson typically made rated R movies, but I kind of liked it. Yeah. Because, like, I always had the assumption based on trailers and shit, like, his movies were for kids, especially, like, the uh, stop motion type stuff. But I I do, like, kind of like the more adult Mm -hmm. look at type of these things. So I super recommend this. Uh, I didn't tell you. I actually bought a shirt after we watched this. Yeah, it just had uh, some artwork of Steve on it. Nice. So I'm really excited to get that, actually. Um, this movie is great. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. <clears throat> like right. I said, I bought this Criterion for like yeah. 20 bucks last year. So yeah. I would recommend to buy. I mean, if you're already a Wes Anderson fan, maybe mm. you don't like this or, or type thing. But yeah. I thought it was a great time, a great introduction Me to the, uh, the director. I mean, if this is his toted as like one of his most disliked movies, right. like it only goes up from here. Yeah. Like I love this movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah. We had said it at the beginning. It's it's just really nice to like have a movie to talk about yeah. and like well, that has feeling behind it and right and one that we enjoyed too. Like at the end of this movie, I felt like I went on an adventure. I felt like I was following them along the whole time. And like, yeah, maybe some stuff didn't make sense, and yeah, maybe some of the stuff was a little goofy. But like. They set it up to be that way with the way that Steve's character is. Like, the fact that he has a hot air balloon just on this boat, you know? And he has, like, all this crazy stuff on the boat that doesn't make sense. Like, they set it up to be that way. So I I just think it, it it's, like, fun. It's such a fun movie if you look at it in that way. Um, and, yeah, like, at the end of the movie, I was like, wow, like, I, I enjoyed that entire thing. And it's been a minute since we've watched a movie that we can really say, like, yeah, I really enjoyed the entirety of that movie. And, I, I like, I feel good after watching it. Probably another round. Yeah, Probably the I last would say, one. like, that's... Which has been, like, a month one. at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's just really nice after the, the few movies that we've, we've covered recently that we're both, like, yeah, it was fine, but, like, we just didn't really love it or anything. It was fun to like actually sit down and enjoy a movie in its entirety and be like yes i i really liked that movie absolutely so the life aquatic with steve zizou great um forget our rating system i look respectfully at this one yeah it's awesome please watch it yeah it's super old so maybe you've seen it by this point yeah uh for next week though we might just grab another criterion off the shelf um might actually mix it up. I was thinking about the movie House, mm-hmm. which is like, I think it's from a 70s. It's sort of like a Japanese horror movie type okay. thing. So I thought that might be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're probably going to talk about something more filmy yeah. next week. And then mm-hmm. the week after that, I think is Fast 9. Right. So that's about it, yeah. I think, for the show. And yeah. next week we'll talk about episode two of Loki. Yep. Obviously. So uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed us talking yeah. about film. Film. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess follow us on Twitter too at HST1Pod. Love to hear from you or send us some questions or concerns at HST1Pod at gmail.com. Yeah. But if not, we'll see you next week for more Criterion goodness, more than likely. Yeah. You guys have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.